twice. You've done it. No, twice. it's it's because you wanted me to see the um that commercial. I just wanted. Oh, to- let's talk about that later. We can talk about it later. So all right, all right. But did you watch it? I did. Did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we could talk about it afterwards. So. Right. I want to keep it under wraps if anybody's tuning in because you and I, you and I decided to throw this together last minute because you are up and you are feeling better. You are no longer sick. It's ten thirty in the evening. I doubt anybody's uh, going to be around, but it'd be cool if they were. Are Are you kidding me? The people like, dude, you and I, and I will guarantee you, most of our listeners uh, and people in our realm, social media, and all that. I guarantee you, we're just getting started. We just start firing up at around 10 p.m. I mean, no, you 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 work you work until what midnight usually? During busy season, yeah. Like this is these are my peak hours, man. If you want to do a live stream at this time, it's I love it. Yeah, but then after this, you're probably going to go out and get a cocktail or something, right? No, man, I'm already oh. coming in from um, something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, this, but that's my whole point. Like, I uh, see, I've gotten off. Uh, there was booze. That's how I'd regulate my sleep. Well, I don't do that anymore, or very rarely, uh, to very bad consequences. Um, then I would do like sleeping pills, and I try to wean off that. Then I did melatonin, try to wean off, and I think I'm gonna have to go back to the melatonin because um, <clears throat> without something to force me to calm the frick down, I'm up till three or four a.m. And I've started picking up video games again just to have like a calm down time because blasting things with machine guns and bazookas always calms you down. Uh, See, that's that's weird. During my brief visit to to you out there, y- y'all were going to bed pretty early. Yeah, because I was taking melatonin and sleeping pills, and I had oh. a great regular sleep schedule. But now I'm trying to get. I don't like doing drugs, of you know, legal or not. But uh, I almost have to if I want any kind. Because now I'm starting to sleep in again till eleven or noon, and which only makes you stay up till three or four or five. And then the sun ain't out for more than four hours in your day, and it kind of, kind of fucks with your mind. So I, I'll probably go to the gym after this. But larger point is, I was saying is, is people that we hang out with and a little bit more type A. Like this is the best time when we get, you know, we produce our greatest work at this time when the sun goes down. I do. I I work absolutely best when it's when most people are going to sleep. So this is my jam. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, how things? You better now. You you had a sore throat. You're you're in better shape. We could do the Elkins hour. It's been a weird day because I didn't feel that great earlier today, and then I went into the office and saw a couple clients, and then I noticed as the day went on, I just kept feeling better and better, and I've been drinking a lot of water, and um, I I feel great. Good. Well, I'm glad. To, don't don't relapse by going for some six months. Don't take Marcus on a on a, a a Fitbit challenge. Don't do that. You'll relapse. Just No, I don't have any nieces and nephews to play soccer with. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Dude, I got him. I got him good on that one. I got him good. I said, oh, I got to spend time with the nieces. And then they said, do you want to play soccer? I'm like, hell yeah, let's play soccer. And then they both brought out their own ball because they can't have, they can't share a ball. They have to have their own ball. And I'm like, oh, I got two balls, two nieces. I'm going to be – and I did. I, I slew Marcus. Uh, but, yeah, I think in about an hour, I think I ran four, four and a half miles with those kids. I don't know what they put on. Uh, probably not as much. But, yeah, nieces will keep you busy. Uh, did you say you might soccer. go to the gym after this? 
Yeah, I got a, I hit the, I've, I've had a screwed up schedule. Um, Asshole consulting kicked my ass. I've been putting in actual full days, more than full days when you include overhead and marketing. So I've been basically working and just playing video games, no working out, no nothing. So I hit the gym earlier today, uh, lifting weights and, uh, today, tonight, cause I'm not going to be, I can't do asshole consulting forever. My throat's going to go. So I'm going to just go and walk on the treadmill, take it easy a bit. Well, that's all right. We only have seven people watching us, uh, according to the tracker here. So that's, we don't need to exert ourselves too much. That's all right. That's all right. Had I known, I know there's always the shoulda land, like you should send it out and let people know, but it just doesn't work that way. Plus, I I don't really go for the the here and now. I know it does cut into super chats. Um because you got to be live to get the super chats, but I just do it for the posterity. Like, okay, here, hey, I've been having a ton of people. Um, I mean, we don't. I think this is the fourth Elkins hour. Maybe it's the fifth. I don't know. I think it's but the fifth one, actually. Okay, but we've we've talked about so many things in accounting, and it's such a recurring topic over at Asshole Consulting. In part, why I even did this. Now we have like this little canon or library of work. Uh, where people are asking about accounting, I'm like, go to the Elkins Hour. You know, go binge on those four or five episodes. There's pretty much everything you need to know. It's certainly the basics about uh, going and being an accountant or working in accounting. And I know it's such a boring freaking topic, but I, I I'm hoping, I'm hoping with all these liberal arts cl uh, colleges closing and the emails I get, a lot of people are looking at their CPAs. A lot of people are looking at engineering. And, uh, you know, it may not be exciting, uh, may not be as exciting as watching sports ball, but it's, uh, Oh, sports ball, sports, <laughs> ball. sports ball is to be avoided. It's, it's what, what was the rule I gave you? What is acceptable to watch and what is not acceptable to watch? Uh, and these are, in my opinion, these are good rules. You should only watch the sports ball, the swingy stick, the, the hockey, whatever, you should only do these things if you're going to be joining um, maybe one of your family members or some friends. You should not do what I had been doing lately and, and watch these things alone. That's uh, depressing and not productive. Like drinking. It's like drinking. You don't drink yeah. alone and you don't watch the sports ball alone. But yeah, but what did I, I – I'm saying no sports ball is preferable. But what did I say is if you're going to watch something, even this is preferable to watching sports ball. Uh, all right. I guess we'll say it. It's, it's at least if you're watching porn, there's probably something happening. There's probably an actionable event on your part if you're watching porn. So in that regards, it's worse to watch sports ball by yourself, uh, as opposed to porn. <laughs> I, I, if, watching porn is a waste of time, but at least see with sports ball, not, there's nothing good that happens to you. Nothing bad either, except if you take a vested interest in the outcome of your team. I, I cannot make big enough air quotes to your team uh, that you then get pissed. And did you not get pissed watching a game uh, when we last talked? Yes, I was really pissed about the outcome of a sports ball event on Friday and that's when I called Clary here and was like, all right, I need some free asshole consulting because I feel like it's a, a really bad to be getting upset about things like this. And, you know, I got some good perspective. So, right. Did, what, did you own any, anybody on the team? Did you buy any of those players on your team? No, they don't know I exist. And oh. um, it's, yeah. It's and the, the school that they played at, do they hate? 
people like you because of your skin color and because of your plumbing, uh, according to their policies at the university? Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, you know, I certainly don't donate to them, so they probably hate me for that, but I don't believe in that sort of thing. Did any of the sports ball players of the sports team you were game you were watching, did any of them hail from that local area to give them some local pride in the local boys that were playing the sports ball? Uh, I can't say that they did, and mm. I wouldn't have known about it anyway. So okay. it was truly not something to be upset about. I mean, you got to be deconditioned from these things. I really believe it. So, so then compared to porn, when, when's the last time you looked at porn and you were angry afterwards? <laughs> when were you pissed after watching porn? Well, I won't answer when the last time I looked at porn is, but I will say I, I can't think of a time when I've actually been angry when it concluded. Right. It's, even, if, even if there's no uh, conclusion, you're still like, man, that was some nice tips. <laughs> Gotta say, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, boys and girls, it's okay to watch porn if your only other option is sports ball. I'm alone, trying to th- alone, if you're by yourself. Yes, yes. If you're watching it with your dad, of course, go go watch a game with your dad or your buddy. See, you were all worried about that. Yeah, I went to this game and all the guys are inviting me. I'm like, well, you're going there to hang out with guys. You're going there to be social. The sports ball is merely the uh, the glue or the mortar for the bricks to get together. It's not really. But oh, Clary, we got our first super chat from already from Atham. Oh, how is he? What is he? A ninja? He's all. Hang on, we got it. Let me pull this up. Let me open the um, the video. It's going to play in the background. There we go. Okay, Atham, $2. Chad is actually watching porn right now. Dude, we are the sexiest motherfuckers on the internet right now. All the girls right now are watching us. They're saying, damn, this is good porn. That's what they're they're saying right now. Saying, look at that guy with his collared shirt and glasses. Hell yeah. Yes. Look at that guy who just, I got back from the GF's uh, company party. The uh, Christmas party. Oh, so you got a bit of a buzz, huh? No, I'm. Oh, yeah, you don't drink. I don't drink. Yeah, last time I drank, uh, I did a podcast hammered with uh, Adam Piggott, and I can't remember it. And, but I'll tell you the next two days I remember. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, don't don't not drink for months on end, and then like yeah, I can drink like I used to because no, you can't. And uh, well, no, I, I haven't have... drank anything either, just because I was trying not to get myself sicker. So two sober dudes talking right now. I don't mind if people are drunk. Sometimes it creates better stuff. But um, anyway, yeah. So we went we went to the thing, and I had my suit on and all that. I got a haircut because I had to look pretty for everybody. You could see kind of shaved underneath, and then um, and then I got back, and now I'm in regular civilian clothes. Thank God. Whoa! Did you drink in Vegas? There, we got Atham saying that uh, that might have happened. Oh no, no. You know what? It's because we got a picture. He's okay. Let me tell you. He drank us all out of our scotch. Uh, he drank us all of our scotch. The Trader Joe's has a good scotch called Flanagan's or Finnegan's or something like that for 20 bucks. Uh, the GF likes the very peaty scotches like the Lafroy 10 or the Lagouvelin, I think it is. Um, I'm not that much of a connoisseur on scotch, um, <clears throat> but they're very expensive. I think Lafroy 10 is, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks a bottle. So she goes to Trader Joe's. And originally I was all mocking and pointing my finger oh girls with their coupons girls with saving their money oh look i bought 70 of them. well she actually is very cunning with her coupon savings and, and and very 
wise with her shopping. So there's this Trader Joe's in Nevada, not Minnesota, because you're not allowed to have fun in Minnesota. In Nevada, they're allowed to sell booze. And she got this really good peaty scotch for like 20 bucks a bottle. And so Atham, he got his little freaking Mexican nose in that, like a freaking Chihuahua dog. And all of a sudden, it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, he did say he finished it in the chat here. Yeah, he got, he's got a picture of it with me in the background just smiling at him. And he, he, he tagged it. He's like, why is all the whiskey done? He's got that shit-eating grin that he always does on his, on his face. And uh, yeah, and, and we never got around because what did we do? Oh, that's right. We went for a hike on the Golden Spike or Golden Spring Trail or whatever. And by the time we got back, we had to drop him off at the airport because <clears throat> traffic's so bad in Henderson. Uh, we didn't have time that he so he owes the GF uh, a bottle of that of that scotch. Can you only uh, yeah. buy that at Trader Joe's? That particular type? yeah yeah. I'm sure it's private label. I'm sure it's sold elsewhere because you wouldn't be a distillery putting that quality level of scotch together. I'm sure it's sold as something else. I mean, imagine imagine like you know you go to the grocery store and there's French's mustard and then there's like the Cub Foods or the grocery store mustard, you damn well know it came out of the exact same machine. It's the exact same mustard. It's just the, so I always buy the El Cheapo stuff. I will, however, spend extra money on Heinz ketchup. We got another super chat on this subject. Really? Yeah. Nick, Nick Schuler. Did Seth, I'll drink anyone in Vegas. No, Seth Himes. Uh, I might as well mention his, his site now for any of you uh, young, uh, siblings, younger siblings out there looking for a job, go to indemandcareer.com. Uh, Seth Himes runs a digital marketing training group and he has success and results. He's got a lot of people that have found employment. Not, no one's making a quarter million, but you know, 40, 50, $60,000. And that's like a 19, 18, 20 uh, year old kids. So if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go to college, but you don't want to work uh, Applebee's uh, I may recommend that but no Seth didn't <clears throat> Seth wasn't a big drinker I don't think he drank at all um no we went to a Middle Eastern place he likes uh, Middle Eastern food and then uh Asian Matt was with us we have to differentiate him from Italian Matt because Italian Matt is the Bee Gees Matt so we had two Matts and so we had a called Asian Matt Asian because he's Asian uh, and he didn't drink. Uh, no, Atham was the pure alcoholic. He just pounded it all down. We, uh, you know, and then Atham gives us, look, look at how charitable he is. He drinks $40 worth of, of scotch. He gives us a $2 super chat, of which we only get like $1.40. So, you know, cool. that's, that's nice of, oh, it's, he's, he's uh, paying us back. Um, no, Seth didn't drink. Um, but Seth was cool. We hung out and talked uh, strategy and, and then he he literally came there to avoid the forest fires because he was living <laughs> up. He's like, I'm coming here to avoid a forest. Not me, not uh, not not Google Matt, not not me. Ah, screw you guys. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to, what we got? 17 people watching now. If you guys want to, I know it's not a lot. I know it's a short notice. Uh, but go ahead and like the podcast already or the video. And then yeah, we have the super chats for as long as. YouTube a lot. You hear about all the MGTOW channels getting busted? Yeah, I was, um, I, I, a few people were making videos about how they were getting demonetized and a few of them just got flat out deplatformed. What's going on with that? Do you know? I, it's, it's just creeping tyranny. That's, I mean, and I don't say that like, a, oh, it's the communist, but, but no, it kind of is. It, it, it's just creeping tyranny. Um, I, I don't claim to understand why, but, uh, 
most people today believe it's profession plus politics. They just can't run an open platform that allows people to upload videos and say, you know what? We're not responsible for what you upload. If you upload kiddie porn or terrorist training videos, uh, the FBI can, we're going to tell them where you are. You know, I, I think it would be a great dragnet. Uh, but it, because people employed today have to have politics edit to everything, they have YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter have now gone on incredibly expensive and highly unprofitable ventures of being the good censor and trying to regulate this shit. Um, I think it was Matt Forney that pointed out that Facebook was going to hire 20,000 censors or content editors or whatever, and and they only employed 40 or 50,000 people. It's like almost half their staff were, were editors and censors. It's like, are you fucking joking me? Is this related at all to that thought audit situation? I mean, these are two totally separate events, right? No, no. What I think it is is CNN, and it's kind of sad. Um, some nobody on CNN did a a video. I don't even know if it ran on TV, but on on YouTube, it's only got like maybe nine thousand views. But when people heard about MGTOWN, they interviewed a guy called Big John, which I don't know if I've ever heard, uh, but I guess he is one of the more notable MGTOW guys out there. And sure enough, it got everybody's uh, uh, bras in a bundle. A bunch of people complained. And then YouTube said, oh, we got to get rid of this. You know, this is this is sexist and all that. Uh, without, of course, without bothering to look at any of the videos. Are they actually sexist? It's just, it's just a blanket policy. We're getting rid of it. And then some of them, who knows? They, uh, maybe Do you know they, if Sandman's still around? Because that's... <laughs> Funny you mentioned that Sandman uh, reached out to me. He's still around, and God bless him. I he compelled me to put together a video because he wanted to know if I want to run ads on his on his video on his videos on his channel. I'm like hell yes, Sandman, I would. And I there was a purging of YouTube channels maybe a year or two ago, and I said this is what we got to do. And I remember a couple people, of which Bernard Chapin, one of them, was pissed at me. Because I dared say, guys, this is the new rules. Get used to it. Don't expect to make money on YouTube. Just put your own ads. I mean, you got you got the audience. Just put your own ads on, like I do. You every video you've seen, it's you know I put my ads up there. And so Sandman's saying the same thing, and I'm like, thank you. Somebody finally figured out what I knew for years, and that is, look, we got the audience. Why should we run Google's ads? Just run your own. And so I put out a a video saying like, I'll pay to have my stuff advertised on your channels. If you guys would like to run ads on my channel, please do. And we can help each other. Out. I think this is a huge potential for people who have been deplatformed from you. Cause let's just put it this way. How do you know you have really interesting content on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook? How, how do you know if you have really compelling, interesting material that's better than anything, than average, not anything else, but is, is top 5%. How do you know if you've got really good quality content? Uh, I, you're getting, it's getting shared and you get likes. No, like no, the way to tell if you have great content that's interesting and compelling and truly intellectually stimulating is that you get demonetized or banned or deplatformed. Oh, I see what you're that's, saying. Gotcha. That's how yeah. you know. Right. Because Google or Facebook or any one of these companies' models, and I understand it to a certain extent. I still say there's a political element. Um, their business model is we got to get Fortune 500 money, Fortune 500 advertising dollars. And Fortune 500 companies are the most politically correct, milky toast 
rated G type of companies ever uh, because their audiences, their customer, their client bases. I mean, if it was World War II, you could probably get away with the World War II generation, make some jokes, no one really care, <clears throat> but everyone's sensitive and easily offended. So since that's where the majority of the money is, all these guys, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they have to really tame it down. Um, and it's not just right wing videos, uh, but you know, you'll, uh, someone's saying like, oh, men should be castrated or something that's going to get, because it's too, uh, risque, too violent. But you know what? I'd rather listen to a feminist explain to me why I should be castrated when I've never done anything to her. than listen to like some, Hey guys, Tina here. And today I'm going to review this mascara. Oh my God. I had a, you know. Give me a Black Panther guy screeding against white people any day over this bland plus and minus one standard deviation from the average IQ of 100 crap that I can get on TV. So if you get too far uh, away from rated G and it gets controversial, then it's interesting. That becomes interesting. But the second it becomes interesting, then you got to get rid of it. So I'm thinking uh, it's two different strategies or strata of marketing one is sheep mass-produced boring beige uninsulting uncreative uh advertising rated g slop target has this little fucking dog great for you oh it's spot because it's got the spot and i don't know if you guys got this target has a spot did you guys get that see how fucking funny that is uh, um or you go extreme where you may not get the volume, but you definitely get the loyalty. I mean, shit, I got, hang on, let me show you something. I was going to do this anyway, but that was a good time. I got, got this in the mail, the proof for my new best of book, Love Letters to the Left. Oh. Um, yeah, this is, and it's huge. I, it's, it's 324 pages, and if I had made it a normal size book, it would be 700, which is just way too big. So I'm, I, I back this up in case Google decided to block my, uh, my blog. Um, but I just did a video of this this afternoon before I went to that party. Already, it's got purchases. Why? Because I have loyal people. I'm not hor- horrifically popular. You know, I'm not like, oh, who's the who's a really popular? But, you know, Jenna Marbles. I'm not Jenna Marbles, but I don't talk about makeup and boring ass chick shit that that commoners I, it's very specific and niche and so people have already been buying it because we're a niche one could say extreme uh i wouldn't say politically extreme but um we're interesting we're controversial here that's what we're talking to a cpa at 11 p.m at night uh yeah but, that's what all the rebels do huh so so what well my anyway sorry to talk for so long but my point is for anyone listening especially those people on the MGTOW channels but anyone who's been demonetized but not deplatformed so what we can all help each other out by average this is why chad do you have a book that you would like to mention on the ch- on the show uh i do uh we okay. can we can do it at the end, or do you want me Just to do it? Do now? it now. Why not? It, let's, we'll show people how this works. So before we get to the, we got a couple of super chats. I don't Already? want to leave them hanging. Yeah, we got two good ones. And um, I do have a tax guide that I write with my dad. It's called the Elkins Tax Guide 2019 version. So look for that on Amazon. And um, 
So Luis Soto gave us a super chat for five dollars. Hold, hold on, hold on, let's do this again. Let's, this is like the first time you had sex. It's bad, but you and it's over way too quickly. I have a tax guy. To, oh, that was it. And the girl's completely unsatisfied. The listening audience is completely unsatisfied. You you did nothing. No one's going to buy that. What, what you have two books, by the way. That is true. What are they, and why should people buy them? So the real the reason you want to buy these books, so it's the the regular one, the tax guide, the 2019. Mm-hmm. Then there's one that talks about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. It's specifically it's specifically tailored to talk about tax reform. If that's all the changes you want to know about, that's something that interests you. You can find it in our guide. You should get both just because there's been so many changes this year. And um, if you're going to try to do your taxes, you know, not hire a CPA, you're going to need this guide. Or if you want to start a business or if you just have a lot of questions, you should buy them at Amazon.com. There you go. All right. And so this would be predominantly for accounting professionals or people who want to take their own stab at doing their own taxes. Yeah. Or who, people who just like me and want to help me out, you know. Or they could just donate because I give you half the donations to the Super Chats anyway, right? That's true. That's why I wanted to jump to him because this guy, Luis Soto, he's... I, he, I, I, that, Luis ain't going anywhere. We got to buy the balls. We got <laughs> to buy the balls. We did not he gave it to us in. 10 minutes ago. He, he I feel don't. guilty. Look, 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 you don't interrupt the stride, okay? You don't interrupt. We'll get to Louise. We're not going to, right. God almighty, they pay. We're going to go back. You got to, you got to go with the flow. This is, okay. We're going to analogize this to sex again. Okay. You're in the middle of it. Everything's going great. And then the phone rings. Now you say, oh shit, Louise called. Holy crap. Hang on, babe. I'll be back. <laughs> Louise gave me $3. No, I'll satisfy you later. Hey, Louise, what's up? Oh no, it's just a girl with big tits I'm having sex with. No, what? No, seriously, what's up? No, I'm not gay. Why would I be gay? What's wrong? It's... All right. Now what, 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 that we have, quote, finished, what does Luis say in the Super Chats? All that. And he wanted to say, you're the best, Cappy. You're oh, best. I feel guilt and shame. Yes, no, you I... should that you made him wait that I, long. I was, I I, and I've made I fun of Luis. say it, but he wouldn't let me. As you saw, he wouldn't let me say it. So Don't, don't tell me he paid like a good – it was like a good donation. Do you consider $5 a good donation? Oh, that's a good donation. Now I have, that's like adding salt on the stab. That's, yeah, I kind of feel bad now. I should have paid. We should have stopped having sex with the cute girls, and then we should have addressed, we should have picked up the phone from Louise right away. We should have done that. You know what? I think he understands. I think he does. I think Louise. That's what, uh, we have other super chats then too, correct? Uh, Another one from Ben Frank OG, and, um, Wow, this is more for you, I think. Okay. He says, what is your opinion on silver as an investment? Haven't you already talked about this? I've talked about it, but this is the great thing about asshole consulting. If you go through the videos, you'll see um, I've answered a lot of questions multiple times in the past, especially that one, how do I get the girls? And that one got me so pissed off that I actually made a video and wrote a post about it and then read. Then I got another request from one more guy asked me how to get the girls. And I just pulled up the post that I wrote and I read it word for word. And that was it. And I charged the guy like 50 bucks. Um, but <laughs> I, I've not, I don't think I've done a specific video on silver. And if I have, it was probably couched within an overall investment thing. But let's, let's talk about silver as an investment. 
um, because this is a good lesson to teach people what is an investment, what is not. Um, silver is not an investment. Gold is not an investment. Precious metals are not an investment. Bitcoin's not an investment. Housing, unless it's rental property, is not an investment. The reason these things are not investments is because they do not generate a rate of return. Um, silver does not poop out little silver. You know, you you buy a ten ounce bar of silver, it does not poop out little one ounce bars. You buy gold, it doesn't do that. Bitcoin does not produce more Bitcoin. Uh, but when you invest in a stock, it pays a dividend. <clears throat> if you invest in a rental property or real estate investment trust, it pays a dividend or profit or rental income. And that's what defines a real investment where you uh, invest your money in some kind of, I would say a process when you, Chad, I mean, it's a yeah. process. Yeah. Uh, an actual business where there are assets that are being employed to generate more value than what you bought in for. Because <clears throat> uh, that's the only reason they go into business. That is what an investment is. This doesn't mean that you can't in the common use of the word invest in silver or gold, uh, nor should you not. Uh, it, it, I think precious metals and uh, even cryptocurrency are absolutely vital parts of uh a well-diversified portfolio, but the the role they play there, uh, what they are economically, their economic genetic DNA is commodities. Uh, that's really what they are. You could even consider currencies, but currency is a form of commodity. Uh, but the the function they play in an investment portfolio or, or your overall estate is one of insurance against inflation. And so what is, is it at 13? Let me pull this up. <clears throat> what is... While you're looking at that, um, yeah. what if it's something like investing in a silver dollar bikini? Is that something that could generate a that was, return? That was brilliant. That was absolutely. Yeah, $14.38. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's come down a little bit. Uh, the silver dollar bikini was a brilliant idea. Nobody. And I did actually make money. on. I did sell them, but nowhere near enough uh, to warrant my time. So I even earned back like what I spent on the website and hosting fees and all that. And then I was left with a bunch of silver. So, oh, well. So it was, uh, you can't lose. It was one of my wiser failed business ventures because what most people do when they go and start a business is they cash in their 401k or their house or they take a home equity loan against their house or they cash in on their pension or worse, severance or whatever. And then they buy a business or an asset that loses money, doesn't produce money, and then they go bankrupt. And then, um, so that's that's what most people do when they start a business. They and essentially their hobbies. That's what they're doing is is their hobbies. Uh, but with Silver Dollar Bikini, it was there was no real cost. I mean, there were, the startup costs were nothing. It was like what 120 for hosting for a year. I think the domain name was practically free. I think it was like $8 because no one came up with such a brilliant idea. <clears throat> and then I just oh, think the story itself is priceless. It is because there was no way I could lose because right. even if it fit, I mean, I, I sold, I think five, six, maybe eight. I don't know. Shipped them out at, at a, a reasonable profit and uh, people diversified into silver. And, and at the end, when I'm like, this isn't worth it. And I'm, I was, I was even thinking like, oh, I'll have some slave labor in China assemble these for way cheaper than what I can. And then I realized, now nah, it's just taking too much time. The profit margin isn't there. Or the profit margin is there, but the hourly wage wasn't. I closed it down. And then all I had was a bunch of silver left over. You know, and it's like, okay, well, this is, you know, this has value. And I guess I just, I'm a little bit more short up on my uh, precious metals position. 
I actually wanted to buy one of those, believe it or not, but I think there were certain like height requirements with it. And my girlfriend at the time was only five feet tall. And I think oh. it had to be between a certain, wasn't it like five, four and it five? was five, two or something. I mean, it, it cause if you wanted to, for a tall gal, I try to make it as much as one size fits all, but yeah, it was like a five, two to a six, four range. And then I could probably cut it to scale it down. Um, there was a way to do it, but man, I, you want to know what the most amazing lesson about that was? What's that? It, it wasn't how, uh, the, the conservative, I'm a strong alpha male and my wife will do whatever I want. It wasn't how I burst that bubble where I realized all these guys who claimed that they had traditional wives and they had great sex lives. And these were my friends that are conservatives. And it, it wasn't that they were just as, as cucked and handpicked as the soy boy noodle arm uh, marrying to a chick that weighs twice as much as him. Um, <clears throat> it was just how not standard women's bodies are. They are their bodies are all over the place. There is no one size fit. It gave me a whole new appreciation for the fashion industry because think about boobs. Just let's just think about boobs for one second. They could be down here. The, the silver dollar has to cover the nipple, right? Well, it's a it's a freaking marksmanship game that even Vince couldn't shoot with his great marksmanship. <laughs> they're, they're down here. Well, if you got fake ones, they're up here. What is sometimes they're far apart, sometimes they're close. The boobs themselves are not, you know, some girls with great cleavage have normal sized boobs, but the boobs are just really close together. Some got droopy, some got perky, some have none. You know, you just got nipple covers, you know, like but then you every and then it's it's hooked up. It was a slingshot style bikini. So it's also attached to, not the sound crest, but the crotch. Uh, well, do they shave high? Do they shave low? Do they not shave at all? Well, hopefully they don't shave. And you gotta, and then you got to adjust that. And it was triangulating basically the boobs and the crotch to form the V so that everything was covered. And I tried to make it as adjustable as possible. And it just, it didn't work. There's no way one size could fit all. So the best, and I'm very proud of this. Uh, I could get it from five two to about six four, and then after that, it's like either you had to cut, you had to change it, you had to cut the change, expand it. Some gals with too big of boobs, it wouldn't work uh, unless I added more chain. Obviously, some gals had no boobs, and you're like, okay, I just got to cut the chain even more. But it was it was definitely a venture in in uh, studying the women's body, uh, not in a way that was fun or enjoyable. It was uh, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound uh, doesn't sound that great. So uh, any more super chats we got there or what? No, just a quick follow up real quick. Ben Frank OG disagrees with you that silver is not considered an investment. And in the chat, he like outlines why, but you well, know, he's wrong. I mean, there, there's a specific definition to an investment, I, but, but I'm, I'm curious why he says, cause he thinks there's capital gains potential. Um, let me just scroll up real fast. He said, which, which I'm not disagreeing with. He said, secondary definition of investment is, quote, a thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future. All right. So, so he thinks it's – so silver, he says silver can certainly be deemed an investment due to that definition. That's we're, going, we're going to capital gains, which – see, I don't like doing capital gains because Americans are so stupid. That's, that's what the entire retirement system is based off of is this flaw of capital gains. It, stocks or any investment, their prices 
are so detached and delinked and decoupled from the cash flow that gives them value uh, that now you go into the world of speculation. See, it's not investing. Now you're speculating. And I, th I think there's a very, and I'm not, I'm not trying to besmirch a belittle the guy. I'm, I'm trying to be very clear for everybody to understand that if you invest in something because down the road, it might go up in value, that's speculation. If you invest in something because it pays a X percent rate of return an 8% to 3% or it pays 5% interest or 10% dividend yield, that's an investment. Um, so I am always focusing on cash flow, of which there is none with timber, silver, gold, diamonds. I mean, yeah, it certainly could go up in value, but <laughs> but they don't fart out little diamonds. They don't produce anything. <laughs> Do you want to read the next super chat? <laughs> what is it? This is, is it after five dollars? God darn it. Is it Juan yelling at Michael? It's, Dear Mr. Elkins, I've been giving hand jobs to old men in movie theaters to pay rent. How much do I increase my profit? Well, he's asking you. What are you asking me to ask you for? What? Go ahead. I wanted you to read it so I didn't have to read it myself. Um, all right. So how do I increase my profit margin? Well, I can't imagine that there's really many expenses with this. The only thing that comes to mind is instead of buying... Um, tickets to all the different uh, movies, just buy a ticket to one and then sneak into all the other movie movies as they play, you know, as one ends, just sneak into the other. That way you only have to spend eight to $10 on one movie ticket, but you can spend all day in there and give all sorts of rub and tugs. What, what do you think? I, I'm trying to figure out why is he going to a movie theater? That's an unnecessary rent expense. Why does he just do this out of out of his house and then have that will lower his travel expenses and his rent? It will eliminate rent. It would seriously cut down on his travel expenses and, and boost his margins that way. I don't know why it just does. This is a home based business. I say it's a home based business. That is a good point. I'm thinking either he's got a roommate or a significant other he wants to hide this from. You know what? I wish he'd asked me is how to keep track of these expenses. I mean, you'd have to track your auto expenses to the movie theater purchasing mm -hmm. um, tickets to use tickets to the movies. And then of course we'd have to schedule see all that. So what, um, you, you being uh, uh, familiar with the IRS and all that, what uh, if you're in the underground economy, there ain't no reason to save your receipts or write off. Have you ever seen that? Or has there ever been the instance where it's like, cause prostitution is illegal in uh, Chicago, right? You can't, you can't just be going and giving hand jobs, right? I mean, it's not, there's this site seeking arrangement, which is basically the same thing as prostitution, but yes, official prostitution is not legal here. All right. Well, let's take, let's take that, uh, seeking arrangement or escorts where, oh no, he just paid for my company. And then we agreed that we liked each other. And then we decided to have sex outside of the previous business arrangement. I, okay. They sidestep it. So if you're, if you're doing escorting and seeking arrangement, those are legitimate businesses, correct? Yeah. Okay, so then you can save your receipts and like your expenses and all that. Absolutely. That's what's, I, you know, I know a lot of people, I just want to talk about the whole trad thought that the thought audit thing real fast. Like, yeah. Everybody... Don't talk about it fast. I have questions for you. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Well, it was fascinating for me too, but not for reasons that everybody thought like, oh, well, we're going to get these women. Like my thought was there's really no way to measure what they're making unless these sites are, are issuing 1099s and recording it then it's up to the mercy of them to report it and there's no way the irs can prove or disprove 
what they're making if it's not if it's not attached to their bank accounts. So wouldn't PayPal? I mean, these girls are getting paid electronically. They're not getting cash in the mail, right? Right. And what I'm saying is if they're getting paid electronically, if they get paid more than a certain amount, which is $20,000, or if they're getting more than 200 transactions in a year, Mm -hmm. they're automatically going to be issued a form 1099K and that goes to the IRS. And what I'm saying is that if they don't get that form, it doesn't matter if they don't report it because the IRS is never going to go after somebody over less than $20,000 of unreported income. It's not worth their time. Right. Well, I, but I'm I'm just trying to more uh, understand this from what I find fascinating about it is how beauty makes people dumb. It just makes them <laughs> dumb as rocks. So I am... Uh, How do you explain us? We're so smart, you know. Well, well, it, but it's it's more. Well, we're not pretty. I mean, on the female side of things, I'm sure there's a male equivalent where you know you come from wealth and you're a dude, bro, and dude, I don't have to pay taxes, or you're a liberal and you've like, oh my god, you know what? I got who do she got to do something about it? I've had that happen where a, a liberal friend of which I've I don't have any anymore. Um, they were self-employed, they had a great year and they did not make quarterly payments. And then all of a sudden they're bitching and whining about all the social, this is unfair. Oh, I see that every other day. Are you right. kidding me? <laughs> right. So that's the stupidity I'm talking about is where these, these, uh, uh, webcam girls or the, the seeking arrangement or whatever girls basically selling their bodies digitally or physically are shocked to find out that, wait, I have to report this. Like in every way they go around, like, well, if I get out on PayPal, do I have to report? It's like, yes, you, you don't understand. I, I know when you check the Democrat because Hillary had a vagina that you did that for feelings and women's, you thought there'd be no consequences, but the, the IRS is rather insistent that, yeah, if you make over six, it's 600 for 1099, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. But it's it's not even whether the IRS is going to come after you over a certain limit or not. I am wondering and very curious what percentage of the population, particularly among good-looking women, are under the belief or the notion that they don't have to pay taxes or are unaware that, yeah, if you make 150000 through something where you're getting paid electronically, uh, a, a website, uh, a PayPal um, – the, the seeking arrangement is that where they got to go through that site, right? And I presume seeking arrangement makes its money by taking a, a commission or percentage, right? I think that's done outside of the website and they avoid paying taxes because they consider it a gift from one person to the other. You're, is that how they do it? That's how they do it. Oh, so what? It's a 14,000 limit this year or 14, something? 14,000 limit. Oh, yep. God, but Jesus the thing is, Christ. The, but I do want to go back and answer something real quick. You asked how many people don't think they have to pay taxes on any of this, whether they really have to or not. Mm-hmm. I just want to say it's a lot more people than you might think based on some of my interactions. I, I, would, I was going to say about, well, take all Democrats. I'm serious. Take all Democrats. They don't know. <clears throat> Maybe there's a smart 5% of them that actually pay the fuck attention. But I would say uh, 90% of the Democrats don't know. Or don't feel like they're just, oh, I just came on. And then it's not until they rarely make the step into self-employment and rarely actually make money uh, and enough that they they find out what they owe. Uh, That's rare. 
Uh, and then Republicans or conservatives or simple not leftists, I would say another 30%. So 30% of half, 15 plus 90% of 45. I'd say 60% of the population doesn't think they have to pay taxes. I think a lot of this, I mean, political beliefs aside, I think a lot of it just has to do with with age and a lack of awareness about this. Like it's a lot of times I've had to tell them, by the way, you have to pay taxes on this. Did you not know that? And they had no idea. It's not like it's taught in school. I mean, and it's your fault too. When you tell them this, right? Oh, they hate me for it. They're <laughs> like, Oh, you're ruining it. You know, you're destroying all my fun. How am I going to pay rent now? How am I going to take that trip to Mexico? Now you're such an asshole, Chad. You should see. There's got to be a way like you 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 have a sit down meeting with them and in a very asshole consulting like way you say you have to pay your taxes. It's not my fault that the IRS, I'm going to look at this and there will be mistakes you have made. I'm going to tell you how it is in the real world. If you don't like it and you're not liking this tone, here's this dopey CPI I can drop you off at and you, he'll, he'll take it, but it'll be underneath the table or something like that. <clears throat> but what, I, uh, what I've had to say many a time, I've had to look them in the eye and say, look, I am not the IRS. I'm here to help you. <laughs> But you, but you're not lying to him, Chad, and that's what they want. That's that's so what they want now is they want to be lied to is what I'm finding out. And they don't deep down, see because deep down inside they know, right? They gotta know that that I, they gotta pay, right? I mean, I think they suspect, but I think they think it's other people who have to pay and not necessarily them. Here's here's where the confusion lies. They make money, a lot of them, but they don't make a lot of money on these 1099s. You know, mm -hmm. they'll make like 10k. So they'll think, well, that's not enough for me to have to pay taxes. And they're dead wrong. If you're a freelance and you make money, you have to pay some taxes if you get 1099. And that's you, very, yeah. You may get some of it refunded at the end when you file and you get your tax return. But in the meantime, you have to pay your quarterlies. I'll even go so far as to say if the only income you have is 1099 income, you're not getting anything refunded because you haven't actually had anything withheld. True. That's true. And that is really hard to explain to some of these people who made virtually no money, um, but they also have to pay some taxes. That's part mm. of being a freelancer. I, it would put you out of business and all the other CPAs are really cut into the CPA, but I would love it if either there was just a national sales tax and we didn't have an income tax or there was an income tax and it's payable in one check uh, the day before election day. That's it. It's every before year, election day. <laughs> the day before election day. So you know the full cost of government because this this uh, payroll thing where it's pay, it's taken out of every no one no one looks at their gross. No one does because because people are stupid and they deserve to be taken advantage of. Uh, but if that's that's what I would and and then people would finally get it. They don't it, because right now it's not like buying a Big Mac. It's obfuscated. And all the the true cost of government is spread across all these different fees and taxes and sub taxes and more taxes and sales tax and this tax and that tax and gas tax and property tax. No one knows what they're paying. But when you go to buy a Big Mac and the guy says, oh, it'll be $10, you're like, whoa, 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 hold it, hold it. You could compare. Now there are so the true cost of government is spread across so many taxes and it's taken out of you like a leech that you don't know is sucking out of your blood. You don't know what you pay in taxes. And it's only one of those rare instances where you get some dipshit leftist 
who got really lucky either in becoming a realtor or they got some kind of huge payout. I don't know what. And then all of a sudden they're in the 30% tax bracket. And then, then they, they, they don't even become Republicans. I don't know what they become. Hypocrites is what they become because then they're like, something's going to be done. Right? This is right. It's just like, I, I just look at them. I don't know what, and, and every person that's happened to me with, you know, like friends or colleagues or associates, of course they stay Democrat. They stay Democrat because can't, it's, it's worth it more to them to know that they were right and they were screwed over and they still believe in their little socialist crusade uh, than to realize the government just fucked them out of 40% of their working life. It's, it's, it's sad. Um, oh. Is it all right? Why don't we um, attack just a couple of uh, super chats here? Uh, this More? Related, yeah, this is related to what we're talking about with the taxes. Right. Um, Sounds good. By the way, the Beckloft is in the chat. So. Oh, the Beckloft. Good old Chris. Yeah. Um, it was so it after- was great. I was listening uh, just not, not to interrupt. But it was great. I was like, oh, Chris, and then he yells out, oh, you know those damn Jews. I'm like, ah, oh, Chris, oh, Chris. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, well, anyway, so Atham actually left us another super chat, another two dollar one. Is, is it uh, the eighteen dollar balance that remains on his scotch debt? No, I think we're down to sixteen at this okay. point. All right, um, well, you know, another five six years. You know, he's, he's Mexican. He's lazy. He'll get around to it in a decade or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a quick Thanksgiving story for you. Once we get to these, sounds anyway. good. And maybe there's even going to be more super chats after the Thanksgiving. Well, no, it's about you. So, oh, um, I love stories about me. Is Mrs. Elkins involved? Mr. Elkins is involved. Oh, Miss. Oh, am I in trouble with Mr. Elkins? No, he thought it was oh. really funny. Okay, um, okay, okay. So, Atham asks, "What if the thought is not American? Still owes to the IRS. Uh, if she's not an American citizen, um, I." then no, I mean, there's really no way they can track her if they don't have a social security number. Even if the money's coming from the U.S., there's really nothing they can do about that, particularly with no forms. So that's kind of a non-starter. How, how does that work? I mean, more and more men and women are, are being employed. I mean, they generate their income from the U.S., but they live in Thailand overseas. I mean, what, I mean, you pay Thai taxes, I'd imagine. The U.S. doesn't try and take it out. Or- no, the U.S. tries... if. Are they American citizens or no? No, no, no. Let's say you're a, a, a you're a Thai or Laotian. You're just sitting there on the beach. You you studied online programmer and you got yourself a contract from an American company. You've never set foot in America. You're 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 uh, Vietnamese or something like that, and you're just programming. I mean, you got to deal with the well. I guess in Vietnam you don't have your own money because um, they're communists. <laughs> but you're in you're in Laos. And uh, you you program and you make your you you don't have to worry about the government U.S. government at all, no, right? No, no, it stays local at that point. Right, if you're right. overseas and you're not an American, even if you're earning money for an American company, they keep it they keep it just to your locality there. Okay. Um, the next question. Well, it's not even a question. It's more of a statement. It's Nick again, and he says for four ninety nine, he wanted to say. So you're telling people don't even understand that part of doing taxes. Good God, people are farm animals. I think he was referring to the fact that people have to pay taxes, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe he can clarify on the on the chat. But there, yeah, there's a lot. there are multiple levels and instances of stupidity, where conscious or not, people just. I don't know how you got to the age of 18 
to think you didn't pay taxes or to think that money's coming in and you shouldn't actually worry a little bit about taxes. And he's right. I mean, the, the America, this is, this is one of the hard things I have to struggle with, but, but I'm coming around. I'm starting to realize that there are so many stupid people. And I'm not saying this to sound funny or edgy. I'm saying it because it's fucking true. There are so many stupid, lazy people in the United States who are arrogant on top of it, who think they know it all, that it, it really was fundamental in me starting Operation Evil and, and viewing them more as, as sheep and cattle for me to live off of than people to try to convert otherwise. So when you try and convert them and try and explain, well, you're going to pay your tax. Like you said, Chad, people yell at you. They get pissed off at you. You try and tell a woman, look, you're fat. You're not going to find a man. Fuck you. You're a sexist. You tell somebody, hey, look, I know in your culture that you have eight kids per woman, but that's going to make you born a per capita. Fuck you. You're racist. After a while, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be a good Democrat. I'm going to be a good feminist. I'm going to be a good Oprah. I'm going to be a good television media person. I'm going to lie to your ass and you're going to give me your money because I'm telling you what you want. I think that's that's the that's what I, what I was trying to, you know, a, a takeaway or a practical lesson for people to learn going forward is you don't want to be Chad Elkins telling people they got to pay taxes and getting yelled at and then getting stiffed on a bill. You want to be, oh, sweetheart, you're so beautiful. And you can you want to be the professor. Oh, yes, you can do whatever you want. Just pay me four hundred dollars of credit. And so, yes, Nick, they are that stupid. And it is the reason you should be able to take advantage of them. And also, you've seen my office, right? There's a reason I set it up like a millennial haven therapist office. It's just you got a couch. Exactly. Most CPAs do not have a couch there. So, <laughs> do you have? Do you give him nice warm tea? Do you brew him some tea? I put a blanket there on the couch when my um, my mom was here this past summer. She bought new fluffy pillows for the people that need it. Oh, um, dude, she did that for you. Yes. Well, I had to pay for it, but she picked them out. <laughs> Mrs. Elkins is very nice. Oh, what else for super chats anymore? Yeah, we got a Canadian guy named Ray oh, John. He's probably going to give us those loon dollars. What? What? What does he want? What does he want? You know, for two dollars Canadian, he just said Warren twenty twenty. I guess he means Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Warren Pocahontas. Yes. Well, she will be the first Native American president we have. You mean one one thousand and twenty fourth American? Yes. What yes. Was Look, Harvard hired her based on that, uh, and I had a a request not too long ago. Someone wanted to know if he should take pills or make himself look black or put black on his application for college, career, uh, whatever. And I had a hard time finding out why he shouldn't, uh, because I don't think they'd go and try and prove it. And now it's a stretch if you're blonde haired blue eyed you're going to claim you're you're 75 black actually i have a story about this clary i think so i went to high school in um africa in kenya yeah to this day i think some of the colleges that i applied to and got accepted to thought that i was uh (laughs) i can't prove that but there's some that i think i may have gotten in there because they thought i was a different ethnicity (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think every uh, uh, white person, I think every male, um, well, I guess you can't do that if you're a male because if your name's, you know, like Steve or uh, uh, Darius or something, they're going to know you're male. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you could change it to, you know, what's what's a, a shared name? Jenny, uh, Jesse. Jesse's a shared name, male and female, uh, Pat. Um, but forget that it's, it's easier to, to claim your ethnicity because if, if you say, oh yeah, I'm a quarter Latino, how the hell are they going to tell? 
you know, even half Latino say, oh, yeah, my mom was white. Well, my well they can't. White. That's why I haven't had to apply for a job in years. But if they if HR on the application asks you, are you Hispanic or Latino? Wouldn't you just say yes? Like, how yeah. can they say that you're not? Yeah. And, and I and I would just for shits and giggles just to see what happens. You know, it'd be great if if, if everyone starts applying and there's no, quote, white people applying. It's all Latinos or Asians or blacks or Hispanics. And, uh, and, and just, you know, the, the HR people be like, Oh my God, are there any white people applying? And you show up and then see, and that's where they, that's where you'll get them is they'll look at, they say, Oh, we don't use this information. We just use this for reporting. Yeah. Bull fucking shit. Um, they'll look at you and like, Oh, I thought you were, they're going to have to try and figure out, is he half Latino? And so I, I said, yeah, maybe take some pills or tan, present yourself in a certain way you know yeah absolutely uh, <clears throat> but um what was the canadian question asked asked oh, oh 2020 no, elizabeth warren yeah there was no question he just put warren 2020 so i think he's uh, an elizabeth warren fan from canada which is no, he's weird not. he's not but... an elizabeth no we don't have any of those here i mean you can't even be a democrat and be a fan for that hypocrite that's like cheering on rachel dolezal remember her yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah i mean come on i mean Inevitably, whether you agree with the politics of the NAACP or um, what the La Raza, you know, it's not about race and it's called the race, um, whatever ethnic group, uh, political organizations who are obviously on the left, you guys got to get pissed off when someone claims to be from your race and they're not. <laughs> And they're doing it just for the for the free hand me outs and the and the and the promotions and the gimme that. I mean, that's got a really piss. So I can't imagine. I mean, didn't the Cherokee Nation say, "No, you're not Native American"? Didn't I think they, like, they did. Nope. To yeah. Elizabeth Warren, I think they did. Yeah, I mean, okay, Elizabeth Warren might get brainwashable twenty three year old uh, uh, leftist thoughts to go and vote for her because they're programmed to. But you're not going to get one American Indian to vote for her. I mean that, and so she's any presidential hopeful. She, she, there's no way. I mean, there's no way. You can't, you can't lie about your race and, and then go run for public office. You just can't. You just can't. Um. Well, we got another super chat for five dollars. I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm less inclined to go walk on the treadmill now if I keep making this much money. This is wonderful. What do we got? Okay. Brendan Lucero asks, I heard you have to know certain people or kiss a lot of ass to get a job as a CPA. Is this true? I would have to say that's probably less true for getting a job as a CPA than it is for other professions. Because when you have a CPA, I mean, I'm biased saying this, but I'm sorry, it's true. When you have a CPA, you have something that's more in demand as far as an accounting job. So... I mean, it always helps if you know somebody or, you know, if you have a good relationship with the hiring manager. But the jobs I got before I went out on my own, I really had no connections. They just saw I had some good work experience and that I was a CPA. So they, they thought you were from Kenya, too. <laughs> and then I showed up at the interview and you can imagine their disappointment. Hey, guys, um, how you doing? Yeah, my name's Chad. How are you? Yeah. No, I, I really don't think so. I don't know where, Brendan, I don't know where you're getting that idea from. Um, it's like that with a lot of jobs, but it, just less so for, for a CPA type of job. Yeah. So this is why I recommend people go into fields where 
look, there's two ways you can do it, guys. You can go have you can go bang on the world's doors, or you can have the world bang on your door. And the difference is do you become a CPA or go into engineering or programming or become a doctor or a dentist? And the amount of time you're going to save, I'm not joking. The amount of time, okay, let's say it takes an extra year worth of effort, whether you fit that into four years to turn a business degree into an engineering degree, or you just take five years to get your engineering degree. I don't care how much harder it is. It's, let's just say it's an extra full year. Like getting an engineering degree is like a five-year commitment. That year you think you wasted, you didn't because you are going to save at least 10 years worth of time not applying for jobs, not going to network events, not filling out these fucking uh, what is it? What what's the where you filled it out where you had to parse your resume out? What was that? Telus, ta- talent, something? Yeah, it was it was Talus. It was like you fill all that out and then you have to fill it out again or something <laughs> like that. Oh, fu- I want to find out because now that's over. I think you just send it in and software scans your resume. I want to find those people who not only created it, but everyone who went on board to use it. And I'm going to murder every one of them. I'm going to murder them all. And not in a nice way. That was such, you spend an hour filling that shit out and then you submit it. Oh, and I'll fill it out again. And then when you apply for your job, you think it would be uploaded and I can just use the same file. Oh no, you got to fill it out again. It's like, and then they dare to ask you for the resume. Now, see, send us your resume. Oh, fuck you. I'm not sending you my resume. No. no. What I remember is that you would upload your resume, which was supposed to fill out all those those fields. And then you just. Shittily. Shittily. Yeah, exactly. It was Talus. <laughs> Talus. Is that yeah, even Talus. a thing? Hang on. I wonder. What was the other one? There was Talus and. Uh... What? Hang on. Let me take a look. Is Talus? T-A-L-U-S. Was that it? Yeah, and there was one that I think started with an N or something. I haven't had to do this since grad school. Man, this Canadian socialist guy just gave us another super chat. He really How is... do you know he's socialist? I don't think he's socialist. Well, he is because look at what he just said here. He I'm said Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders 2020, hashtag blue wave coming. He's, I think he could be trolling us. I kind of hope he is like two dollars Canadian isn't worth why, anything. Why? Why would? What? No, it's 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 a it's about two dollars U.S. Why would he give us money? I mean, like, you know, why would he give us money? He's not he's not paying to troll. No one's gonna pay to troll. He's just he's just giving us guff. All right, well, I think we'll so. take it. Talus, Talus. No, that's the name of a company. I'm gonna look this up too. Talos. I think it's Talos. Wasn't it Talos? Oh, what were those? There were two of them. Oh, damn it. Job application software. Uh, no. It, you know what's great is if that's gone, that, that'd be fine. That'd be like AIDS going away. So I think it was Taleo. Talio or Taleo? Talio. Talio. That's a Talio software yeah. coupling. Dublin, California. Founded in Quebec City in Canada. See? See, there you go, Chad. These Canadians, these fucking Canadians, man. Parent oh, organization, organ, uh, Oracle. Oh, so Oracle started this thing? No, I think they bought them out. Yeah, in February 2012, Oracle Corporation acquired Talio for $1.9 billion. Um, <clears throat> Dublin offering primary focus, talent acquisition, enhanced level. I think I think Oracle bought them for the software, not the um, 
not the application. All right, Talio has its roots in Canada, where in 1996, Martin Oulet established VSSite, a French-language job board for candidates and employers. Oulet and Louis Taitou soon began working with Fortune 500 companies interested in developing online approaches to recruiting that incorporated the efficiencies of supply chain management process. Oh, I hate these guys so much already. Uh, they formed RecruitSoft. Changed it to the Talio Corporation in 2000. Oh, yeah, this was the odds. So this was the heyday of those of those websites. Uh, Talio added products and capabilities, integrating recruiting with performance management in 2008, adding compensation management in 2009, and including learning and talent development in 2010. As of 2010, Talio made solutions available in 187 countries and 31 languages. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it's gone. Yeah, the last one is 2011. Um, and that's when I graduated from grad school, and that was the big thing, was people hated using them back then when we were applying for jobs. Um, I just typed in fuck Talio, <laughs> and there's like a lot of hate. But I'm what I'm really looking at are dates here, and it's 2012, 2012, 2014, 2009. Uh okay here's one 2016 they still hate Talio. Yeah, I think it, I think all this is from the aughts or the teens, the early teens. So it's I don't think I think that software scanning recognition um or the resume scanning uh software. I think that's um that's debunked it, thank God. All right, we got any other uh super chats? No, not right now. Good. All right. Uh, so so what is this? Uh, your dad, uh, there was a good story. I didn't piss off Mr. Elkins. No, no. He. So if you remember that week, a few days before uh, Thanksgiving, you and I did a, the last Elkins hour. We did that. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad hadn't heard it yet. So I sat there while he listened to it, the whole thing. And every time you cursed, he would just like laugh his ass off. And that really? particular... For some reason, yeah, you were cursing a lot on the last episode, and he just thought it was the funniest thing. So, <laughs> but see, your old man is like—I mean, when you hear CPA, you see Mister Elkins. You know, he's quiet, he's reserved, very polite, <clears throat> very neat. Uh, you walk in your folks' place house, everything's organized and very neat. Everything's put away. He's got his dog. I would, I would, I was. You know, I was thinking he'd, he'd be upset. Or I, Frankly, I didn't think you'd show your parents. This isn't exactly like you're bringing home an A+. Plus. Like, hey, ma, dad, look. I, I no, thought he thinks this it's absolutely hilarious. So <laughs> It's kind of funny. My old man, He's because uh, he's former pastor and all, still a good Christian. He can't – He's. I don't think he's torn, but he can't officially endorse what I'm doing with asshole consulting or the cursing or the swearing. But you can you can see like, oh, yeah, I watched this video. That, that was interesting what you said. I'm like, oh, so you watched the show. And it's kind of funny with all my friends who all pick on me and never say anything nice. They'll sometimes slip and say, yeah, so that video you did on that. And I'll look at my buddy. I'm like, oh, so you watched the show. Well, no, I just went with that. But, well, I'm glad Mr. Elkins likes it. I Maybe I should curse more. I don't know if that's <laughs> possible, but we could curse more. Um, All right, so... Oh shit! Hang on. <clears throat> uh, I did want to chat. Oh, we got a we got a request. Did you got the the request up? 
yeah. Yeah. Why, you, why don't you read it? Go ahead and read that. All right. So this was an asshole consulting request that you got um, a few days ago. Or no, just two days ago. Two days ago, but she paid. Yep. And it, it's it's right up your alley, and I didn't have the answer. So I was like, God, I hope Chad wants to do this. So it says, uh, hey, asshole consulting. I'm going to make this concise as possible. My name is, we won't say, and I'm a recent college grad who studied business at a good business school with a 3.1 GPA. I decided to take some accounting classes full time to get enough credits for the CPA exam. And he says in parentheses, I wasn't an accounting major. I'm doing really well in those graduate classes. My goal is to work at a mid-tier public accounting firm in their tax division. Every mid-tier firm I apply to does not respond to my applications or emails. I shot myself in the foot by only having one internship in consulting during my undergrad. My dad wants me to take any accounting job I can get because, quote, it's easier to get a job once you have a job, end quote. I'm trying to hold out to March to reapply since I will have 150 credits by then. I don't know how to get my foot in the door once I have the credits. I think public accounting would open a lot of doors and would benefit me for most, but I'm not sure if I was fed the public accounting Kool-Aid. How would you go about getting a job in public accounting if you weren't an accounting major? And should I take any job I can get to build experience? Listen to your father on this one. Listen to your dad. It's that was it. Well, I mean, that's all. This one's really easy to answer. You do have to get whichever job you can get. If you if you're trying to get into accounting and you're not even an accounting major and you don't have any tax experience, like he's trying to get into a mid tier firm. Yeah you know, and do tax. But if you have no tax experience, why would they hire you? If you're not an accounting major and you have no tax experience, why would they hire you over somebody else? What? But the question I was going to ask is, doesn't he need a year experience anyway to apply for or to take the test for the CPA? He's got to work a year under a CPA, right? Oh, that's well, that's to get the license. You can take the tests anytime. All you right. Just don't actually officially become a CPA until you have that year. And, and that actually depends on, you know, which state you're in. He doesn't say that, but for most states, that's the case. Interesting. So, I didn't know that you could take the test and you still weren't a CPA that you then had to go get a year experience. Yeah. A lot of kids already have that experience because they, um, a lot of people work before they actually get the CPA exam. So a lot for a lot of people, the test comes second. But for him, like he's behind the eight ball because like there's a lot of accounting majors out there who are going to be eligible to sit for the CPA exam. So if you're not an accounting major, why would they hire you? Right. No, it's, so he's got to get basically a master's in accountancy Pass the CPA exam, which I'd imagine would help his resume. So even though he's not a CPA, he passed the CPA exam. He has a master's in accountancy. Then he would, uh, that's the best he can do, I presume, to make him as uh, employable or sought after by, by uh, a mid-tier firm. Right. And so my argument is the same as his dad's argument, which is you're just going to have to wait a little bit and take any accounting job you can get. And I hate to say it, but you need to feel grateful for even getting any job in accounting because you kind of 
it's it's tough to get a job in accounting if you're not an accounting major or you don't have a CPA or you don't have any accounting work experience. So just mm-hmm. get in there however you can. That's my advice. Yeah, and it's and again, it's recovering from a business that just I cannot <clears throat> explain how worthless business degrees are. I would have asked him what he just, what he concentrated in in business if I could, but I guess he he didn't say. So I thought it was business, wasn't it? Just I think it's just general management. Is that a real degree? They don't. Oh, make where them. have you been? Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> where I went to undergrad, they made you concentrate in something. If you were uh, dude at the Carlson School of Management twenty five years ago, oh yeah, every every bit, dude, you can just major in general business. That's and, terrible. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it's that's usually where your dude bros came in. Their hats were on backwards back in the nineties, but yeah, it was. Um, the the only thing that was worth majoring in was accounting and MIS, and then they had all the other bullshit classes: marketing, general management. I don't even think they had supply chain management back then. Um, I mean, what else is there? HR. That's where all the girls went into is HR because they want to tell everybody what to do. Because there's nothing nothing wiser about employment and the real world than a 22 year old recent graduate with an HR degree. Um, yeah, what was it HR marketing, finance information? Finance. I forgot my own finance. finance. Yeah, which is equally worthless. Uh, I mean, God Almighty, if you're going to put the effort into a finance degree with all that math, just go get it. Just go to accounting. Just go to accounting. Don't even bother. It's all academic bullshit anyway. So, uh, all right, what else? <clears throat> That's the Chrome thing. That's that. Uh, we got another super chat from the troll, right. but he gave us another five dollars. Um, Michael Ellis. Uh huh. <laughs> he says this was the guy that asked about giving hand jobs in the movie theater. People can ask as long as they pay. I really don't care what they ask about. I really don't. That's <laughs> it's because well, more of a statement and i guess he's talking to me because he wasn't the first one he said i'm going to practice with my left hand i can increase my work output by twofold (laughs) by using both maybe an investment in nail polish is needed um you can write you can write off pedicures right he could write off pedicures in this business a case could be made that that would be a deductible expense in this instance um I like the idea of doubling his output like that. Although, wouldn't you need two? Yeah, you would need two clients at the well, same time. You know, two hands, two clients. I have a uh, a, a asshole consulting client. I obviously can't mention who it is. <clears throat> Not that anyone would know it, but she wants to remain anonymous. But uh, well, I have more than than one person in this field. But basically, I've had two clients who work as prostitutes, and I I thought I kind of knew enough about the world or the industry of prostitution. Um, even working security, we'd find prostitutes. We found one in a snowbank passed out one time. But anyway, um, I thought I knew uh, kind of generally what was going on. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. You have no – you want to see human nature uh, uh, manifest itself in just pure raw economics. Go look at the prostitution industry. And uh, one gal was telling me how, oh, yeah, you get two girls in there, the price goes up like, sixfold you know it's uh so he could charge his profit margins if he could do two at the same time you know anytime you get three people in there prices go sky high and so i think nail polish and and a pedicure what if he what if he sold and branded himself as the world's softest and greatest hands 
Well, he's stereo this, hands. Remember, he's doing this in a movie theater, allegedly. So uh, you know, this is a joke, right? You know, this guy isn't really doing that. Oh, I know. I'm just trying oh, to. Okay, he, he right, did right. pay us, so I'm trying to take it as seriously as I can. <laughs> you know what? I you ever seen Night Shift? Uh, it's been a long time, but yeah, with Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, and then who was a, a young Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. and I always thought. The, the premise of it stuck with me. I saw it when I was thinking maybe 14. And I understood he's like, no, we're f he basically forms a union of prostitutes. Like, no, you're going to get fair trade. You're going to get 50% and all the all the prostitutes go with him because they, he's offering a better – doesn't he offer them like dental and medical too or something like that? Yeah. Like, isn't he an accountant? No, he's a he's – a, uh, he works for a morgue. What's that called? Coroner. He's like a coroner. Okay. Yeah. And then what does Michael Keaton do? Is he the accountant or the numbers guy? I can't remember. He's like his assistant or something there. We're really dating ourselves, by the way, by even mentioning this. Well, movie. that was that was on reruns. We didn't see that in the theater. That came out, what, 79, that 78? That was in the 70s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was an old. I mean, Henry Wrinkler, I think that was before the Fonz, wasn't it? Before Happy uh, Days? It might have been during, actually. Okay. Or no, when was all that? That was in the 70s and 80s? Yeah, 70s, 80s. Um, before Ron Howard went bald. Yep. Yeah. 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 That got a little bit more of his hair. Got a little bit more uh, juice out of Hollywood. Um, but I, I'm not even half joking about this, but what if you uh, promoted yourself as like the, uh, we can't say prostitute because that's illegal, but the, the, uh, the webcam girl, the the starlet, you know, it's in the news now, the the thought audit. I mean, maybe now's the time like, hey, have you been caught by the IRS? Da, da, da. I mean, you'd have to really be judicious with your clientele, but maybe something you could consider doing is instead of taking on individual clients, you give seminars to to uh, thoughts, you know, say, hey, <laughs> you know, no, seriously, think about this. What if you were to do, <clears throat> we could do this on the Elkins Hour, you could, or we could put it under the Elkins hour, but we title it um, paying taxes for, what do you call the industry? It's not just webcam girls, but it includes porn actresses, webcam. Well, they're uh, claiming they're sex workers. This latest thought audit, they're just claiming, you know, we're sex workers or something. There you go. Uh, what about a basic tax for sex workers? You mean a class? Well, you do a. You don't even have to do a class. I mean, you could do a video. Well, now YouTube would probably demonetize because the word "sex" is in it, and it's interesting. Matter of fact, don't do that. It'll be immediately banned. You'll be deplatformed because it's interesting. What if you were to put it behind a paywall, or maybe even write a book or something? I or you could. There's got to be a a profession, a professional organization like Sex Workers of the United States. You know how they have like these porn conventions, dude. Chad, I'm not joking. This is this is something interesting. You go to like the porn convention, you know, mm -hmm. uh, where Hollywood has their celebrations and the porn industry has it. I'm sure there's got to be like a Comic Con version of the porn industry. And you say I'd like to do a seminar. You know, you get a thing, and it's going to cost twenty five dollars a person. Uh, you you test it first by doing it online. You know, like basic income taxes for the sex working industry. And then you go over some of the major flaws and the do's and don'ts, da, 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 da. 
and you're a CPA, you already have the credentials. You you have a couple of clients who work in the industry. You know what these problems are. You know what the common ones that they face. You are somewhat familiar with the industry. You could. That's a very precise niche. I don't know if you'd want them as clients because of the they're going to be problem clients because they don't believe that they have to pay taxes because they're pretty. Um, but if you sold them, uh, say uh, seminars, classes. We're like, it's it, the information is going well. Like, here's the information. Give me your money. See you. Bye. And you just don't take on clients. I think that there's there's some money to be made there. I don't know. I, I can't. I like the idea. I just can't imagine that these thoughts would be interested in like being that responsible. Because even the, the clients that I have that work in that industry are super irresponsible. Like very, very, very irresponsible. But you don't think that uh, some of the higher end ones that make actual money in the IRS is going to come knocking at their door or with this thought audit thing in the news and, and, and make, I mean, it's, it's scared them. It's definitely scared them. They might be receptive to, uh, to the message now. Uh, it'd be interesting. I, I've always been curious, like how many of them actually have somebody taking care of this, you know, their agent or somebody. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I know. Um, one of the clients that I have, oh my God, <laughs> it's, you want to talk about Adam Smith's division of labor. It's like, sweetheart, you just do that. And please, for God's sake, don't do anything else. And they, you, you almost need a handler. You know, you almost need like, like it, the ideal situation would be your father approves of what you do. And he basically controls all the money, uh, which I guess is why pimps, I guess, you know, pimps form naturally economically naturally because yeah a lot of these gals they don't know they don't they're just horrible with i mean what you they make what i know make three hundred dollars an hour i've seen the 1099s for my clients like they do pretty well and this is off off webcams yeah i'm like dude if i made that that's uh what's three hundred dollars an hour six hundred thousand a year uh i i Something you've got so to you run just numbers. Multiple, yeah. All right, but I'm I'm just saying, if you paid me that, there'd be some money left over. You know, after after a couple months, I'd have a a tidy bank account. There'd be a tidy sum, maybe even an IRA, and always broke. They blow always, it on everything, oh. man. Whether it's drugs, clothes, trips, like they they blow it on everything. I I just cannot imagine. I was just like, my God, and. What I find interesting is like, how do, how do I get back on? How do I solve my problem? Like, stop spending money. <laughs> pay your rent. Pay your cell phone bill. God. But I, you know, I, and may, maybe it's too optimistic or idealistic of us to think they're going to say, hey, there's a seminar on 1099s. Let's go over there, Trisha. I, that's oh. what I'm saying. I can't, if I can't get regular people to give a shit about this, I can't imagine porn stars or thoughts would care at all about this kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. You know, what, what you should do, let's do a video. All right, The next Elkins Hour, what I want you to do is I want you to put together an outline or some topics like the top 10 or the top 12, whatever you think is germane and relevant. I don't want a number. I want the the main topics that people in the sex work industry um, should know about. I think that let's try that. Let's float that trial balloon and see where that gets you. Because if that gets very well responded to, 
and people follow and all of a sudden there's some comments and we'll we'll tell people how to contact you anyway and all that other stuff. It, it it'll make for a good show, it'll make for good entertainment. People give us lots of super chats, but we'll we'll see how how well received that is. And then if it's very well received, well then then maybe it is seminar time. Maybe it's 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 worth looking into to put together something a little bit more concrete. Yeah, it's worth the thought. <clears throat> Pun intended. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Your poor mom is going to be watching this and saying, my son is... I'm not going to be sending her this link at all. This is... Yeah, but what's your old man going to do? He'd probably think it's funny as hell, but I'm not going to risk that. They just had their 48th anniversary yesterday, so I don't want to... Well, yeah, don't... don't. So wait, your old man watches it? Does he not tell your mom? Like, does your mom even know this exists? Oh, I've sent her the links, but... You know, she doesn't necessarily watch them. And I'm not going to send her this one. Don't send her this one, no. My son, the prostitute CPA. How's chat? (laughs) I I have a question for you. This is related to a super chat we just got for $5. Oh, these are great. I love the $5 super chats. Go ahead. And then we have another one after that. So behind you on the wall, is that a smoke detector? Yes, that was a smoke detector. So Harvey for $5 said, fix that goddamn smoke detector. Detector, I'm sick of looking at it. If he wants to buy my house when I put it up for sale, I will move. And then he can put up the smoke detector. The reason why the smoke detector is off is because wintertime, as you know, uh, it gets cold here in Minnesota and we have to start the fire. We have to keep the fire going. So what always happens is just a little bit of smoke will get out as you know, you open up the the stove and you put some wood in uh, the smoke detectors now are so sensitive um, that anything triggers and sets them off. So during winter, I remove them uh, and then just hope the place doesn't burn down. That's basically why the smoke detector is off. So you'll put that back up in the summertime. Oh, then? good Christ. No, that would take effort. And then I have to get oh. a chair and that would add to the to-do list. I do have a functional one that works in the, in the so if the, if the house really catches fire, it'll go off. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, um, that one, cause the, the fire, the smoke gets right up there. Um, it, not to bore you with the layout of the house, but that's where the smoke goes. Essentially. There are other smoke detectors, um, that will, the smoke won't get to unless the house is on fire, then it will get to. And, uh, then I will escape. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, I didn't know that annoyed so many people or even one person. I'm looking at it now. Dude, the super chats continue to roll in. I love, give me them mammons. Um, Give me those shackles. So for $2, this is uh, Krillin876 says, they just had a porn convention in Jersey this month, Mm -hmm. which I think is good to know because, you know, if this takes off, maybe I'll make an appearance at one of them. A business trip, of course. Of course. Maybe you'd you have to sample some of the goods. You'd have to pay, you know, you'd have to deduct that. So thank you, Krillin876. I'm going to look into that if this uh, goes anywhere. Um, oh, my goodness. Nick Schulener says, for $9.99, this dude keeps giving us really good super chats. Yeah, but Nick, I mean, do you, hang on. Let, let's lay something down. This concerns me about Atham. Atham works uh, washing windows. And um, what else does he do? He he works a real man's job. Then he also goes to school on top of it. Okay, uh, and and Nick and I, I have I have people that pay me uh, on asshole consulting. Like one, uh, I got a a guy. He he paid me six hundred dollars. He says, "Well, I don't have the money now, but I can get it later." I'm like, 
he paid me six hundred dollars uh to do a book review and i'm like are you sure like you know pay rent you know because like when stefan mullen was like well you don't have to make a donation if you're poor i don't want your last dollar and i understand that and and yeah i'll take your last dollar but i do want to warn you like you, you guys don't have to throw me all the money like nick if you're a young kid and and this is going to cut into your grocery budget don't do that but yeah if you could afford it you know if you're going to spend that on booze yeah fuck give it to me instead so what what does nick ask he has an interesting comment about what we were talking about earlier he says Kind of reminds me of this one girl I know who gets free college because her dad was a police officer who got killed. And what did she do with it? She bought a boat, a new truck, and you're going to love this one, a horse. horse. A horse, of course. How are all those things doing right now? I would guess that the new truck is probably okay. We've already done a video about why you should never buy a a boat. And I think Mm -hmm. you've talked about people who buy horses before. God almighty. I, the horse is the worst. I mean, a boat, you can at least go out. Uh, the, the truck, you can haul shit with and go. But man, that horse. And there's that's just the finances. When you see a woman with a horse, I don't know. I've, I've said it before. I know I've said it before. I've written about it. I wrote articles about it. I'm going to say it again. You boys do not, do not date fuck cop a feel look at funny a woman with horses or a horse you have no i can't I, i'm being deadly serious i'd rather date a communist than a woman with a horse i i would i, I just at least there's maybe a quasi foe attempt at intelligence there but with a horse it's just mental and financial problems no way i only have one client that i know of that has a horse mm-hmm. everybody else seems to have a, enough sense to to not mess with that. Is it is it someone that like breeds horses or races them or or, or is is it on a farm where the horse serves a function or is it just a hobby horse like all the other women? I'm gonna say I think it's a hobby horse, but 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 I'm gonna give this one a break because her it was either her mother or her father died when she was really young and may have like left left something like this for her. So. So she left like a horse farm. She inherited a horse farm. I, either that or a pair of horses or something. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a frivolous thing to me. Like it seems family. Whatever this is, seems like it's part of the family. So oh, I'll give okay, her a pass right, on yeah, that. yeah. You know, you know what horses are good for though. Uh, I riding. They're good for glue. That's oh, glue. <laughs> You know, if if you have a horse, here's some free asshole consulting advice for all the women with horses out there that are not in Wyoming. You can't be in Wyoming. What all you girls should do who have horses is take your horses and go to Wyoming and sell them. And if no one buys them, just set them free into the wild because that's the perfect habitat. They can be Mustangs. They can run around. Actually, it's horrible. They'll probably all die in the first winter, but that's all right. Um, but that's the best financial advice you can give women with horses is to take them to Wyoming and sell them for cheap or go to the Elmer Glue Factory. Where is the Elmer Glue Factory? I'm going to guess. God, I have no. I'm going to guess in Texas or Florida somewhere. Total guess. Hang on. You know what we're going to do? I want everybody to guess without looking up. Everybody in the chat room, guess where the Elmer Glue Factory is. Okay. Or maybe headquarters. Maybe they have multiple factories. I, I, we'll, we'll give you credit for by Everybody go ahead. I'll give you guys a little bit of time. I'm going to have some more toothpaste here because my voice is going. Dude, I did like 
I don't know how many videos for asshole consulting past two, three days. It was long and it took a toll on my voice. I got to do a podcast tomorrow. How's well, the audio? How's the audio quality quality sound? Does it sound all right? It's uh, good on my end. Okay. All right. I just me, right with this mic. Yeah, but what I wanted to do is really I'm not kidding, like moving the mic two inches one way or the other. Um the gain on the back of this thing, you guys could see that knob there. Uh, I bought the equipment, but a lot of this is just getting it the right distance and getting it the right gain and um you know, because it, it will echo off the screen and the table here and everything like that. So I wanted to boost my quality a lot. But then you get echoes and it had too much gain and it's too loud. And da, da, da. So hopefully it sounds all right this time. It's it's a work in progress. What do we got for guesses? Uh, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, South Dakota. Hey, another people, oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Are people guessing entire states? Yes. Right. Not like a, it, I think it's in Syracuse, in New York. It's all states. Wow, these super chats, dude. That's fine. That's fine. Keep it rolling. We got three more. Hey, chat, you get half of this shit, all right? Why no, I'm just that? I'm amazed that people are up this late. That's why I'm I'm astonished. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Uh Elmer Glue is headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. I'm gonna read their roots. Columbus, wow. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, headquartered in Columbus, Ohio, Elmer's, the company that invented school glue, has been producing the most well-known line of consumer glue and adhesive for over six decades. The company was originally part, part of the Borden Company, which introduced the first consumer white glue in 1947. Oh, I thought it would be older than that. Uh, under trade, Borden was cheese. I guess not. Well, it could be another Borden. Um, under the trade name Cascores Glue... The glue was packaged in glass bottles with ice cream pop type wooden sticks attached with a rubber band. Shortly thereafter, the glue was repositioned under the name Elmer's Glue All after Elmer, the spouse of Borden's famed corporate symbol, Elsie the Cow. Oh, that's why there's a cow. The Elmer's name, that's the that's why there's a cow on Elmer's glue, is because it's it was named after the the spout uh the cow, the family cow. All right, so. It looks like, yeah, it's in Columbus, Ohio. Did anyone get Ohio? I'll give people credit if they got it. No, no. Um, Pennsylvania was the closest. That's uh, probably coming from El, uh, not Elkins, from uh, Beckloff. No, Deb L. Good. All right. Well, so we got some super chats. Let's keep it. This is great. We don't have to do anything. This is wonderful. So Smooth Jammin asks a pretty good question here. This is back what we were talking about earlier with the asshole consulting request. Mm-hmm. He asks, I have a close family member halfway into their junior year at a Johnson and Wales. Oh, yeah, Johnson and Wales, majoring in a fashion business degree. Is it too late for them? Uh, halfway through your junior year. Ugh. It's um, not, no, your first two years are wasted anyway. So they're only one semester into their actual discipline. Well, it could require an extra semester or year if they want to change it at this point. Fashion business degree, I that never has existed in any of the schools I've been to. Um, gosh, I either it's really well known for that, or um, this person is just going to work at Macy's behind the counter when this read, is all over. <laughs> read the question again. 
I have a close family member halfway into their junior year at Johnson and Wales majoring in a fashion business degree. Is it too late for them? It's not too late, but I, I was kind of hoping there'd be some indication where they're like, and I tried to warn her or him that this is a stupid degree. Uh, pretty much all, well, not pretty much all of these questions, 100% of the questions is where there's a actual caring, loving <clears throat> friend or family member that wants to prevent their other loved one from ruining their life. Basically, that's what it is. And that's what this degree will do to this person. And almost all the time, they're not listening. And then the person who's trying to prevent them from doing something bad feels bad because they somehow failed. So yeah, it's it, one, it's not too late, but two, are you, uh, have him put in the chat whether he even thinks his... Uh, he says he did try and warn them in the and chat. Did they, they, they just ignore him and bat him away? Uh, I'm guessing. We'll see okay. if he says anything else, but I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah, if that, yeah then you, not that he's losing sleep over this, but it's not too late, but that person's already committed to it, and there's nothing you can do, so don't worry anymore. There's, there's nothing, you know, to, to earn your money on the Super Chat to make it worth the money you gave us. Don't worry anymore. Well, she says she wants, he says she wants to open her own business for retail. Um, She'd become an accountant. If there was only a programmer, some kind of certification you could get where you could, you could be, have that, that skill. Would you agree? We've talked about this so much. Would you agree with me that to open up your own business, it is not a requirement that you go to college and get a business degree. Like that's, that's absolutely not necessary, right? The most, contradictory and hypocritical degree out there is entrepreneurship because as an entrepreneur you what you're saying is that your genetic level or your your intentional level is that you don't want to have a boss and if that's the if that's the case well then you don't need a degree and you don't need credentials or certifications you should just go and start your business so I always say, go to the library, learn how to do some accounting, but whatever it is that you want to do, I'm going to set up a program. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to sell widgets. Okay. But you don't need to go and study entrepreneurship. You can, you can go and get a book from the library, how to start a business. And it'll go through all the basic stuff of setting up an LLC, why you do that basic accounting, heck, even bachelor pad economics. I think there's a chapter on entrepreneurship where I go through and explain all you really need to know. Um, but to major in business because you're going to open one is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard, uh, because it's contradictory to what you're doing. You, in other words, if you're so much of a sheep, you need to go and major in entrepreneurship. You are not qualified to do so. Um, you might as well just do accounting or possibly marketing could help if you know you're going to open your own yeah, business, yeah. right? But, but, but why waste the money on a marketing degree? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to go start your own company, then you're not going the employment route. So you, you don't need a degree. And why would you waste precious time, not to mention capital, on a college degree that could oh, otherwise be invested in your business? You're already in there and it's like, you know, you have to pick something, but I guess you should just leave and start your own business at that point. Yeah. Now, what when you think world's fashion capitals, what what towns come to mind? Think think of the world's you know the in the biggest cities known for their fashion. Where would you think? L.A., New York, London. Um, I I'm missing one. Hong Kong, Paris, Paris, Paris. Uh, Milan. 
Yeah, of course, Milan. Milan, yeah. Um, but not St. Paul, Minnesota, huh? Well, what about Edina? That seems no, cool. no. That's where the that's where the fashion is sold. Ah, uh, wives and soccer moms who have daddy's credit card. Uh, no, I I knew two friends back in college, and this is when I was stupid because I'm so much smarter now. Uh, 18 years old, and there's these two girls, and they were majoring in fashion design in St. Paul at the University of Minnesota St. Paul campus. And I did there was like a some twinkling in the back of my head where I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why? Oh, well, they know what they're doing. They're smarter than me. They had a 4.0 in high school. They were honor students. I wasn't. And uh, I look back at that now. And yeah, any fashion design degree is bullshit. Any fashion business is bullshit. Any business degree is bullshit. And definitely any entrepreneurship degree is bullshit. Any combination or permutation of that is all bullshit. Um, but to, to the client, uh, yeah, man, make, make that money count, not worry about it. Uh, that, that, um, cousin or sister, or whoever, that family friend of yours is, is going to go that route no matter what, and their lives will be ruined and there's really nothing you can do about it. Well, at least he's trying to warn them. Warner. He did. He did the right thing. He had the conversation and now don't bang your head. I, that's one of the harder things and more recent things I've had to. Because once you get to be this age, you kind of solve all your problems. There's not a lot of problems left because you figured it out. You've accepted reality for what it is. And that was one of the more recent ones where I had a – it's like getting angry at traffic. There's no reason to get angry at traffic. It's that All you're doing is hurting yourself. You could complain about it. You can on a philosophical level say we ought to do these. But there's no reason for you to get angry in traffic. And even Atham will <clears throat> point out my hypocrisy because I had a little bit of road rage out in Vegas one time. And he was there. Um. But uh, letting loved ones fuck up their lives and ruin their lives is something I think uh, certainly everybody listening here is going to face. Because everybody here knows better. Everybody, you guys have drunk the anti-Kool-Aid. You have taken the red pill. You know the reality for what it is. And no doubt you know someone that you care very deeply about that's going to go and fuck up their life with a worthless degree. And all you can do is say, you're an idiot, you're a fool, here's the book Worthless, please read it. I care about you and I don't want you to ruin your life forever. And about 95 to 97% of the time, they will ignore your advice. And the only thing you do is not only stress yourself out trying to bang the door down, but you're going to piss them off too. And that that's happened to me with uh, two younger people where I'm like, you got it, you got it, let's, and then I, I realized no matter what you say, they're not going to listen. And then it is incumbent upon you to accept that fact and watch the train hit them in slow motion. And what's really Herculean when it comes to stoicism, we talked about this, Chad, stoicism, remember stoicism? Yes, we did. Yep. Is to not let it affect you, to just look at it and like, well, that's, that's, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen to a loved one, to a loved one. So you just, and on that happy note, do we have any more super chats? We got a couple more. This wow. first one, is, this first one is quick. It's two bucks. Harvey, he had asked you that question about the smoke detector. He said, <laughs> Fair answer. Enjoy my money. So you know he liked your answer. Maybe I'll reattach. Uh, maybe I'll hire someone to reattach because it's all the way there. Look how far away it is. Do you guys see how far away it is? I'll point to it. Hang on. See, it's right above my finger. You see how far away? Like it's like eight feet that way. 
I have to get up a chair and... Uh... Well, I never noticed it during my brief visit. I'll just say that. <laughs> Dude, we have... This is really basically a one-bedroom apartment I live in, which is why it looks so cluttered and there's so many, and there's two people living here, but this is how we saved a shit ton of money. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's cluttered. I mean, and you can see it like when I'm in the Vegas place, it's not cluttered because there's more room there. Um, but yeah, this is, this will all go away. Well, it won't go away. It'll just be spread out all of a lot more square area. Um, but yeah, I guess now that I look at that, that would kind of become annoying. After a while, I know I look it up like, oh, he's looking up. No, I'm looking. I can see it on my screen. I'm looking at the smoke detector. That I guess that would be annoying to some people. That's uh, cool. All right. What else we got? More super chats. All right. So uh, Krillin876, who's already he's given us a couple uh, or one or two more earlier tonight for five dollars. He says, Cap, there's a huge opportunity with setting up affiliate marketing for porn stars. FYI, hooker is offensive. It's now escort. Most of them are now SJWs. <laughs> well, wait, there's an affiliate program for for porn or for for prostitutes? Wait, what? Read that first part again. Um, he says, Cap, there's a huge opportunity with setting up affiliate marketing for porn stars. I'm affiliate not... marketing for porn? Does he have a link? Oh, he can't put links in the thing. Have him email the link. Let me take a look at this. Let's look. Let's do the Google search. So I presume they're po- like any other affiliate marketing. The product is the woman or the guy, I guess, as well. Um, and they pay you to promote them. I I gotta admit, I'm not sure. All that porn you watch instead of sports ball. Now that you've switched. Make the sports ball porn switch. Watch porn. Dump sports ball. Uh, affiliate marketing for porn stars. Um, porn affiliate. While he's looking this up, shout out to uh, Darkman Jeff in the chat. We've exchanged a few emails uh, about accounting. So hope you're having a good evening. Cool. Yeah. Um. Have it was um not Nick. Who was the person that that sent that super chat? Oh, that was uh, Krillin876. Krillin, send me a link or something so I can read up on that. I mean, because I'm just using the the English words, affiliate marketing for porn stars. So I'm assuming there's porn stars that want to get traffic, and they pay me a percentage based on the traffic I send. I don't want to turn I'll, – I'll pretty much promote anything, but I don't want to turn my site into a porn site. Um, <clears throat> I'm not against it. Like if we had one porn star that was really good and made a lot of money, but – I don't well, think- okay. So Nick Nick points out. I think he means helping porn stars promote products related to porn or sex. Now I'm even more confused than I yeah, was yeah, before. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, why Why would I go through a porn star if I'm going to sell sex toys? I'll just go to Amazon and find them and put the affiliate link in. I think it means to like drive traffic to people's porn sites. Well, so Krillin clarifies. He says, right. "You know, he says, you know how you have the Amazon links, like the right. Amazon affiliate." Right. He's saying there's an opportunity for marketing products on their social media, the porn stars, because they're all on Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's <clears throat> here's what it is. It's their social media pull and gravitas that you go through them and not Amazon. And you're driving traffic to their whatever, their sex lube, or and it's it's no different than like Alex Jones selling his uh, 
nutrient supplement stuff yeah. or his vitamin. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I got stuff it like that. Well, why, why, why would I really, this is a booming industry. Can I make thousands of dollars doing this? I mean, how many of my friends are friends? How many of my audience, some of which are friends who's going to go like, Hey, go to, uh, long dick uh, Don's uh, <laughs> porn hubarama and, and buy his his pubic hair grooming device. What? Who's gonna go there? I, I think it's just the Amazon affiliate program. I'll stick with. I got. I'm spreading myself too thin. Um, you know what's both- crazy, dude? We've been on for close to two hours, and we have more people watching now than have been watching all night. Awesome. That's usually how it starts. You start with zero, especially when you don't announce it. And then people, people in. Um, but yeah, I, I think I got enough on my plate. My book sales took a hit. They're down by like 40% from last month. And I think it's because Tom Likas retired. Oh, because he does. Right. That was getting you. Some good <laughs> that was getting thing. me. Yeah. So now the amount of stuff I've been doing behind the scenes, honest to God, setting up these damn new book covers for my best of blog books that took so fucking long because of the artists. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I don't have another, I don't have time to even explore whether or not the porn affiliate marketing thing is going to make money. I got too many pots on the, on the oven right now. So I gotta start scaling back on stuff. I still want to release the, um, the dating service for older brother, but I'm going to do that in a limited trial run. We're going to do a, uh, what are they called? A a dry run. We're going to do a dry run. And so actually, if there's anyone listening now of the female persuasion, all right, I don't care if you're ugly because there are ugly guys too. I don't care if you're fat because there's fat guys too. But if you are female, all three women listening, uh, I will be running a dating service. The reason I'm starting with the females is because that's that's the goods. That's the value. Men are the one that pay. That's just how it is uh, through nature and economics. Because you girls sure as fuck aren't going to go pay to meet some good guy. You'll pay to have some dirt bag. But <clears throat> if you're looking for quality men, let me know. Email me at Asshole Consulting. Let me know that. And then we're going to start with the girls. And they know who I'm going to essentially pimp them out to, Chad. I would like to know who you I'm going to you and Vince and all the other guys I know and TJ and they know the reason why I'm starting with you guys. Uh, because we're guinea pigs, you're guinea pigs. And I know you're not going to murder these girls and bury them under a bridge. That's the, that was one of the main, when I talked to my lawyer, she's like, you're gonna have to worry about stalkers and this and that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And they might bury a woman under a bridge. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't want their family suing me. So <clears throat> before we roll it out, I'm going to we're gonna get the girls. We're gonna get a bunch of them, and then you guys are gonna have to date them. And as long as you don't bury them under a bridge, I th- I think we'll be okay. I think I think we'll. And I'll see whatever operational issues come up when we do this very limited dry run. A quick thing, and that this is actually true. TJ Zufa in the chat says Tom still does his podcast, but he's doing it's it's behind the paywall now. Like he's doing oh. a different one, but I don't know if he's doing advertising because I don't. He's not with like Gary and Dino anymore. He just does his own little. It, you know what? He he makes the money. Hang on. And it's it advertising is a pain in the ass because you got to keep track of them. 
I usually give, I, I charge 50 bucks a month, but I'll usually do three months in part because I'm not keeping track, but then in part that's like, okay, I, I hop on my laptop. I don't have the updated advertiser list and then I'll skip one day because it's Thanksgiving. And, and then inevitably it's like for them to get their, their true due. I inevitably just give them two months free. Um, but you got to be on it. And you got to call them. And you say, okay, hey, did you want to advertise this? Okay, they'll throw it in the mind. I mean, like Alexi over at Academic Composition, I'll promote him till the day is dead. And if you guys are looking for a job, you know, to write papers for other people in high school or not high school, but in college, or to do some marketing all from the convenience of your home, or you're looking to be a client uh, and you don't want to write your college papers because final season is coming up, go to academiccomposition.com. Let Alexi know that I sent you. Uh, but Unless you're like an Alexi or an Orion's Cold Fire who's like there every month throwing you the money without you asking. Uh, and then you're it's it's um it's a pain in the ass. So I can see Tom just wants to retire but still do something. I think and that's he, what's going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who wants to, you know, it, it, and even Dino, not Dino, Gary, you know, he was busy. They were all running because it takes stuff to run a show. And I'd email him like, hey, do you want money? You wouldn't hear from him for about two weeks. And that's good. Not that it's good that you didn't hear from him for two weeks. He would get back to you in two weeks. Most people never get back to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, man, sorry, real busy. It's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, see, I can see why Lycus is, you know. And uh, is he talking cigars and booze again? Like, he, he kind of wanted to do that. I think I so I don't subscribe to it or anything, but I think mm -hmm. it's about wine. He does a lot of wine. Wine, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think it's about dating and women and all that anymore. Yeah, he's been doing that twenty years. I mean, thirty maybe even. And I mean, God, you got to get yeah, get tired of that after a while. Um, Another super chat. Um, yeah, this is from Krillin, who's really dude been giving us a lot tonight. He will take his four hundred one k money. Yes. Yeah. Well, he says he was talking about the Amazon affiliates. I think he was trying to clarify. He said. You set them up with Amazon type links and then you take a cut because there's a ton. There are tons of Twitter followers. Can you see this too? Or are you... on, let me go. I can. I just ha have a look at what he's saying. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, Example you set them up with an Amazon type links and you take a cut. There are tons of Twitter follower loyal will hit the links to support them. So I give them a link. I'm, I'm thinking what it is, is Amazon may have some kind of program that I'm unaware of where I generate a link. I send it to the porn star. They tweet it out on their Instagram or their Twitter because they have a large following on Twitter or Instagram. And then we split the commission. What I don't get is why they need me uh, to do that. Because can't the porn star just go to Amazon, get their own links with, through their own affiliate? Or are porn stars that dumb? I mean, we were talking about how they need handlers, you know? It, and uh, it, you, 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 you're talking about how they don't know that they have to pay taxes. <laughs> all, all, all the, you know, they don't have to pay rent. I mean, just basic one on one. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe that's what it is. They're not financially or business savvy or couth to set up an Amazon affiliate program and to copy a link. I mean, maybe that's what it is. You know what it is, man. If I had to guess, they don't even need to because they're making so much money other ways, you know, with premium super what's uh, Snapchats and, and stuff like that, that it's mm. probably just small potatoes for them doing it. An could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. That's something um, like Keith. 
Uh, TJ Zufa, I'm going to point this out. Clara, you might want to look into Tom Likas one more time because apparently he's doing this show, doing a lot of the same stuff, and it's behind a paywall, but... Does he have sponsors? Yeah, I was just trying to find out. And TJ said that he's not certain if he would accept any more, but it's worth at least emailing somebody about. I I might, yeah. I... Uh... <clears throat> Because I don't know for a fact if book sales have tanked because Tom isn't promoting anymore. Because uh, you know it, it was it, it wasn't cheap, but it was it wasn't expensive either. It was very fair what Tom tried. That's why then I tell you to go and advertise on the show too. Yeah, you did, but yeah. I mean, I I have a different sort of clientele. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and maybe I'll look into it. But <clears throat> what I got to do is. Uh, see if I can market on my own without relying on paying other people. Um, and it also may be, I mean, keep in mind this online blog, internet, YouTube, self-publishing thing. Uh, it could just be a natural cycle. Like blogging traffic is going way down. Rue shut down his, his blog. Everything's diversified now into podcasts and YouTube channels. And there's thousands being added more every, every uh, day. Uh, that the market is getting flooded. So 10 years ago, when he came out with a self-published book, that that was something. Now, um, even though I do have pretty good uh, sales for a self-published guy, yeah, it's not like, I even remember, um, what was it? PJ Media linked to, was it Poor Rich's Retirement? or One of, one of the more recent, my, my most recent one, it got nowhere near the traffic that it used to. So it could just be the natural, you know, I am fully accepting of the fact that this industry may be maturing and profit margins are going down and it may not be sustainable in the long run. Um, but so, but what I got to figure out, is it because I didn't run ads on different sites? Uh, is the brand name stagnating or is it just the industry is, is slowly running its course and now we have to move on to newer and bigger and better things, you know, because, um, I, I mean, what was it? Who had meteoric rise? Um, he would be friendly to everybody, and then when you're like, "Hey, what's up?" He wouldn't give you the time of day. He just used everyone to get up. What was his name? Big Twitter guy, YouTube guy, um, good-looking guy. Debatable whether he was actually a Navy SEAL. Not Bill Zarian, Republican conservative guy. I have no idea. I, yeah, and you haven't heard his name, but it, you know, he, everything has a cycle. He, you rarely hear from him again. Jordan Peterson, you rarely hear about that anymore. Um, you know, everything has a cycle, uh, but this may be that. So we'll see. But I got, I got a ton of other books though I want to write, so I'll probably write them anyway, just because they got to be written. Uh, what else? Any more uh, super chats? Yeah, we got another one. Five dollars from from Darkman Jeff. Jeff and I actually, um, we exchanged a few emails. I was oh, cool. Him, All right. Yeah, I was giving him some advice. It was um, not this past summer, but the summer before. It was career advice. So he just wanted to show his appreciation for us tonight. Um, and thanks, Jeff. You, you didn't have to do that. He didn't say nothing. He just said thank you. That's all. He said nothing to say in particular. Just wanted to put something in the collection plate. Cool. This is great. This is like, see, if, if it wasn't easy enough getting questions with the super chats. It's even easier when they just give us money. They don't even ask us a question. 
It's just like, oh, okay, we'll take them. Now we know what it's like to be girls who are hot. Now we know what it's like to be a webcam girl. Yeah, we, we won't report this in t- like, tax hey, earnings. It makes me wonder. If, dude, hmm. maybe we should do these podcasts this late if it's that. Don't don't try and guess it. Don't try and guess it. It's uh, you, You'll never figure it out. There's no rhyme or reason. People felt like uh, giving today. You know, it's awesome. You know, it's great. And then there's been times where I, where the podcast has been on fire and the super chats were, were just crickets chirping. Um, it's, uh, no, I that- wish... Hey, how did that uh, older brother podcast go when oh you were all God. by yourself? Oh, by myself, it went fine. You know why? Because nobody was there. Because I was in command. There was yeah. no, it was one captain. There was not two or five. People weren't arguing. Oh. There was one direction the conversation went. It's everyone should learn ballroom dancing. You want to know why? So they learn how to lead. And more importantly, when they learn how to follow. And that's, <clears throat> that is because there can only be one leader. There can only be one leader. And uh, yeah, no, the podcast was fine. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have only single guests on because I think like what we're doing now, this is the two is the perfect number. Um, yeah. Two or because, three, three maximum. I'd yeah, say. Three, even three. I'm wondering because then inevitably someone goes off on some weird tangent and some people have strengths and weaknesses. You know who makes a great uh, one-on-one podcast or conversation wise? John Steele. Uh, John Steele too, yeah, but uh, T.J. Martinell. Oh, yeah. He's he, he is also amazing on his own. Like uh, you know, like Rush Limbaugh and Dennis Prager can go on their own. Uh, Michael Savage can go on his own. Um, but then you know, Mike and Mike in the morning, or Bill and Frank, they usually need somebody to ping pong back. Or um, Coach Red Pill and, and Doctor. Um, you know, there's a duo. T.J. is awesome on his own or as a guest. You know why? Why? Because he doesn't shut up. That guy will talk all the time and go from point to point to point because he's young and excited and it's all new to him. Not that he's that young, but <clears throat> he, he's younger. And he, he, and you could just let him go. I mean, he's a great guest. But if you throw him in with five people, oh, no, 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 no. It's just like, all right, TJ, let the other dogs play with the ball. I know you I know you like your chew toy, TJ. You could, you let, let other people. John's good one-on-one. Until we start mentioning, you know, the Jews <laughs> or or other racial ethnicities, and then it's like, okay, I got to delete that because the censors are going to get it on the Older Brother podcast. Um, I mean, I'd like to see you get Forney on here sometime. He's probably awake now. so <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have Forney on because I do want to talk to Forney. I'd like. To, I also wanted to get Roosh on a podcast, but the the time. I really hope you do that, man. I, I really do. If I he's offering like, it up at some point, I'd say jump on it. Yeah, no, it's it's. But he's busy and he has his own thing. Um, but I do want to get those two, pick those two guys' brains about living overseas, why they did, what's it like, what to expect. Um, I also want to get Rich Cooper and Terrence Pop and Glendon Cameron. And Mark Bovere, which may be too many people. Um, well, you've done one with Rich, haven't you? Yeah, I did two with Rich. Uh, he's a good. He's a good guy. He could go solo or be a guest. Yeah, and he's all. He's really good. Um, if there's a lot of people, he's good because he just he, he lets people talk, but he will take note because this is what I do. He'll take note and then he'll make when he speaks. It's worth a thousand dollars, you know, because he's he's saying something that's very germane, relevant, and he's waiting, not his turn, but he's waiting for the opportune moment. And when he opens up his mouth, it's not just Phil, 
it's something that's very, and it's short. And then everybody else will build up on top of that. So Richard, but I want to get those guys in there and talk about divorce because you and I have never been married. We've never been divorced. And I think there's a lot of guys out there. It's the same and we don't know what it's like. And I think right. those guys would provide a lot of great insights, you know, cause, cause I have some questions that I don't have the answer to. And I'd like to know their opinion. And plus, you know, you get rich, rich is up in Canada. And like, okay, what's Canadian divorce laws? Like we, you know, typically default to American. Um, and then who else? There's somebody else. I got a list. Glendon went through craziness. His ex was crazy. Uh, but they all come from divorce from different angles. You know, Terrence was in the military. Um, but it's it's basically me having the time and getting off my ass to say, okay, guys, we're doing this and can you make it? Uh, but yeah, we. I, I would like to get 40 in, if anything, because he's he's more amicable to be coming on. Roosh is a little bit hard to nail down. Do you? I know. I'm. I'm only asking because he ended up getting booted off of um, YouTube. Like, would you? He's want back, have, isn't he? Well, somebody else I was going to mention was. Would you have Davis Arini on? Or no, I would not. No. No. Okay. No. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'll have I'll have Matt on, and and uh, but there's a couple people I won't have on. Well, a lot of people I won't have on, but um, yeah, no, I. Um, but we've all, you know, in the past, everyone's been on one way. Like Beckloff, everybody's been on Beckloff's channel. Beckloff's a whore, man. He'll have anybody on his channel. He'll just take it. <laughs> I guess you and Chapin won't be uh, streaming it up. No, no, won't be won't be streaming it up with Chapin. I get a kick out of him, though, like how pissed off. He's like the little, you ever see like a little wiener dog or a little dog and there's like a big dog? <laughs> And the little dog's pissed off at the big dog, and the big dog just thinks the little dog's playing or doesn't even pay attention to it. And like, bah, 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 bah. it's kind of like that's Chapin. It's like, yeah, there you go, Chapin. All right. I know, I know, you hate me. That's fine. Go, go, get your chew toy. That's all right. Okay, I'm gonna go over here now. Let's. <laughs> uh, anything else on the super chats? We got that all. Now that we've pissed off the entire manosphere and red pill community. No, I think we finally uh, we're done with super chats. God, how much did we have? This was about a hundred bucks at the no end. No way, really? Yeah, I was going back and kind of counting, and this was. Um, you guys are great. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, remember, Google gets a twenty percent. If it keeps going like this, inevitably I'm gonna have to switch to Streamlabs so Google doesn't get a cut. Because this is kind of. Well, tonight it was more than beer money, but if we ever get into, oh God, you know what? I envy, I totally envy all these guys, you know, like they got a hundred thousand followers. I mean, of course, who doesn't envy it? But I'm just thinking like, you know, if they had a hundred thousand followers, you know, that'd be just like adding a zero, maybe two zeros to the amount of money we get. I was just like, what kind, what's it like to make that kind of money? And, uh, you know, just because we're on the show and shooting the shit. But so if you guys like the Alkins Hour or the Older Brother podcast, Share it, you know, go put it on YouTube or not YouTube, put it on uh, Facebook. Like everybody. Well, how many people we got? 39 viewers. How many likes do we have? 11 likes. So one fourth of you guys have liked the show. Let uh, us know if you want me to keep coming on here. Cause I am not a YouTube personality, but I would like to become one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're coming on because we got to talk about um, tax accounting for the sex workers industry. We got to do that. Yeah, you're coming on. We'll have you on there. Um, and there's a lot of people that want to know about accounting. Like at least once a week, man, I get a question about accounting. I'm like, oh, Chad better field this one. Uh, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> Chad, why don't you promote your stuff one last time in your website? I'm going to grab my shit. Uh, all righty. Well, you can find me at um, elkinscpa.com. 
and you can find those two uh, tax guides I mentioned. You can find those on Amazon.com. Um, that's really it for me. I only really appear on this channel. Oh, man, somebody just left us another super chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it? No one's going to sleep tonight. Okay, this is from um, Jonathan Flores. He says, here is some lunch money, and it's $2. Good. I remember when lunch money was $2, and that would buy you a fulfilling lunch. That was in the early 80s. I think it was even $1.50. And like, if you had an extra 50 cents, you get like an ice cream or something. That was, uh, and my God, was the food shit. Oh my God. <laughs> just this processed crap. They just fed us crap. That was all before the earth. Do you remember? Are you old enough to remember before everything was organic and natural? It was just like, here's your food. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, I am. Yep. It's good food. You know, the, the, what was it the Swanson's pot pies frozen? Mom would throw that in. We're like, oh wow, we're getting pot pies today. <laughs> now it's like, oh, that's horrible. You ever Dennis McGon? You ever watch him or follow no. him? Uh him and no, it's him. Uh PD McGon. Look him up. He's got a bunch of books. Now he knows this stuff. He knows this. Stuff. I think he's a doctor, <clears throat> nutritionist, or something like that. Man, man is brilliant. And if if you read his book and you take it seriously, uh, his books, like, it's just basically you you have to admit, yeah, there's there's not going to be any good tasting food. I'm not going to have any fun. But you look at this guy. This guy is 60, maybe 61 now. He looks like he's 45. He's jacked. No no steroids, no drugs, um, all good dieting and working out. And he doesn't work out more than I think 45 minutes a day, and he switches it up. I look him up, P.D. McGon. Um, I've reviewed some of his books. And you look at that. It's like Ed Lattimore. You look at that level of discipline and effort that you put into it, and you're like, wow, not for me. Nope. Mm, not going to do it. Nope. <laughs> not going to do that. No, that takes way too much time and effort. I'm going to be a fat bum, and I'm going to play my video games, and that's what I'm going to do. So, um, But, yeah, he look him up, and um, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, Oh, yeah. He he would be all about the <clears throat> no processed foods, keto diet. It has to be organic. Da, 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 and he means organic. Like he'll find out where the source of the food comes. The guy is 100% legit. But I'm just looking. I'm like, that's a part-time job. It's just I don't, don't have the time to do that. I don't have the inclination. So, all right. So people can find you at elkincpa.com, correct? Yes, absolutely. All right. And then for all of you, if you love the Cappy Cap and you, you could get this book, Love Letters to the Left. We have um, three different pinup artists who put together new covers for uh, the books. There are now three of them. This is the new one. I redid the cover for Captain Capitalism Reserved and Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. Those are both available for sale. I'll go into that in a little bit more detail and showcase the artwork when I get the third book in. But this one is new. This is basically all my blog post from 2016 to 2018 and the book is huge i didn't realize it'd be this big but i kind of like it the more i'm having it and there's a picture of me on the back over on black mountain all smug yes that was taken while you guys were all working or commuting or something and yes i did sleep until 10 30 that day because i remember having to get up the mountain and down it quickly before the sun went down that's it chad elkins anything else that's it for me. Okay, what's your mom's email address so I can email her a direct link 
with a timestamp, we start talking about you becoming the prostitute accountant. When can when can you send me your mom's email? I will hit you up with that <laughs> when we get off of there. <laughs> all right, that's it. All right, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, thank you very much for all the the super chat money. That is wonderful. Yeah, right? guys, thanks so much. That's awesome. Yeah, and then um, what are you gonna do with your twenty five buckaroos there? No way, it's a hundred dollars, didn't you? So we get fifty each. I think we, yeah, like that was. I know that that YouTube takes a bunch of it, but um, yeah. I think we got just about that much. Well, I, you know what? I think, I think what I'm gonna do is I might contribute to an IRA because I got nothing else to do. Um, Make it a SEP. So, yeah, yeah. You know what? We gotta talk about that. Let's talk about that before tax time. Um, because yeah, I gotta do that. Darn it! Ah, god. Damn it, Chad. I had my to-do list down. Now you're going to give me one more thing to do, aren't you? That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you guys all later. Chad, how do we say goodbye? Toodles.